ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice, Work It Like a Job. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? You know, I'm doing well, but my legs are cramped up. Had some <coughs> heavy leg training yesterday, and I'm paying for it right now. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Ampoo. Sir, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I told you, Mark, that that yoga was no joke. Told you. Yoga. Right. Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing good. The Anthony Ampoo takeover is in full throttle i'm going to vegas next week the week after that atlanta then back to vegas again i don't know why i'm being this blessed but thank you all right well let's get into these topics shall we uh let's just start with the first the big one here i guess is current of today uh the new beyonce album was just released uh yesterday as we were recording this Uh, i believe it's called renaissance and i believe it's part one of a three-part trilogy of albums. And, um, well, first let me ask you guys this. Have, have you guys heard this album or listened to it at all? Or? I have a 22-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter, so yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I have not heard it yet. <laughs> I've listened to, I kind of gave it a once-over, you know, just kind of, and for me, that's like, okay, I'm going to listen to 30 seconds. And if it doesn't necessarily grab me, I just move on to the next one. So I, I, I gave it that. I don't know if, I think I got through the whole thing. I kind of got sidetracked and got into some Diana Ross and that went down that whole rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I yeah, I'm a, I will say this. I am a casual fan of Beyonce. Uh, I think she's dope, you know, in terms of the way she carries herself, her image, uh, her work ethic, it seems. Again, I'm sort of an outsider looking at it. Uh, I haven't really followed all of the albums. Uh, I do know that I think I had the first album that she had, which I thought was dope. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what that one was called. Is that the Crazy in Love album? Da- yeah, Dangerous yeah. in Love. Dangerous in Love. That, that album was fire. A hell of a debut. Um, and then I may have heard, I've heard the hit songs as they've come out over the years, but I will admit I've never had the albums and sat down and listened to them. Like, I, I'm out of the loop on the Lemonade. Of course, I hear about it, but I didn't just sit down physically listening to it. Um, so with that said, uh, I was like, okay, cool. Look like she's going to drop another one. And, you know, she's arguable. It's not even an arguable thing. She's the biggest artist out here, right? Like, when she puts something out, people going to talk about it. It dominates yep. the conversation. You see it all over social media. She has an extensive fan base. Uh, whether you hate her or love her, you going to give her your attention. And that's when I say like, she must be the biggest artist out here. I see so many people commenting about her, good or bad. And it's always funny to me because I don't, again, I don't know all the history, but there is a segment of people that don't like her. Like, you ever see that on your timeline? Nah, she ain't all that. You know, yeah, what's not to <laughs> like about her? Well, again, uh, I don't know. There might be a many things. I'm sure there's. I know that there's a. There's a. I always see every time she puts something out. There's always a group of people that will. Well, she got that from this, or you oh know, what I mean God. that type hey, of thing. Which I get it. I get it. But that just there's goes a, to show that she must be huge for people to have that type of attention to her, right? Yeah, I think it's. It, I think it's twofold. One, it's the beehive. That right there. I don't believe that she. Um, so I'm thinking of 
she I don't believe she manipulates the beehive or rouses them on to behave the way they do, but the beehive can be quite vicious of any quote unquote slander towards their queen bee. And then yeah. the other thing, it just could be the fact that some, because of how Destiny Child ended, their connection with Jay-Z, and just, you know, the fact that being number one, they're just natural people that have resentment towards it. Especially when you still have Mariah Carey out there, when there's still Whitney Houston, her legacy, when there's Rihanna, when there's Nicki Minaj. And I understand Nicki Minaj is a rapper and not a singer, but, you know, there still is that type of uh, rivalry that people want to manifest. Yeah, you you brought up a point, though, about the fan base. And that's just, that's a thing. It's not even a Beyonce thing. That we see that, you know, in the things that we probably pay more attention to, at least for me, like, you know, the Snyder cult. The people yeah. are called the Snyder cult. There's the Marvel fanboys. You know, there's the DC fanboys. There's the Star Wars fanboys. And, and there is a very toxic part of all of those fan bases that probably because of social media, they can congregate and move as a force where before you never really got to see it uh, in great numbers like that because it would have just been isolated situations. But now that these big, you know, I guess pop culture brands, and that's what Beyonce is, like a Star Wars or Marvel, you're going to have their own versions of the beehive or fanboyisms and yeah, like you said, there's a certain segment. You're not going to say nothing bad about this person without them hitting your ass up. Or yep. there's the side who was negative against that, and they'll never miss an opportunity to spotlight. Dang shit. <laughs> you know, the yep. dang shit fan base is always there. <laughs> and, and I respect that too, right? Like, okay, I get it. Because <laughs> yeah, the last thing you want is to get – all those notifications with those B emojis. That's the last Uh-oh. thing you want. <laughs> right. I like well, yeah. The we, and we've seen the, the people being pushed off of social media. Like we saw the whole thing with uh, the Obi-Wan thing, right? With yeah. uh, Sister Girl. And yeah, she didn't want to get all them notifications. And some of them notifications could be racist or any death threats or whatever. But yep. I was just bringing the point. Yeah, the fan bases make a big deal with these artists. Yeah, I love the name Beehive. That's a pretty good name, though. That's, that's, that's a great name. It is. Yeah. But with Beyonce herself, and again, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I am aware of her because she is the biggest you know thing out there. Uh, I'm aware of her hits. I don't know how Destiny's Child ended, though. What happened? Uh, so between the solo. first, <laughs> nah, not that part. Between the first and second album. Um, the original, the, the four, there was a four original members of Destiny Child and between the first and second album, two of the original members from the first album were cut loose. And there was a lot of animosity there because, um, when the Destiny Child formed, all of a sudden Beyonce's dad became their manager. And as a manager, he made the unilateral move to get rid of the two Latoya was he always and Latavia. No, no, he wasn't. Oh, okay. So there was that. And, you know, some people looked at that as being bad, but and at the same time, Beyonce started becoming the spotlight of Destiny's Child. And there's that some people look at that as kind of messed up. So um, at the end of the day, um, it's kind of like Prince of the Revolution. Prince kept on chugging along. 
And that's all I'm going to say because I ain't trying to get any heat from the revolution <laughs> high. How scared he is of the beauty. But listen, you know, she was the spotlight of the group. Life is not fair. Like you said, her parents came in, her dad became the manager. She's obviously talented. It's not like she yep. ain't talented. Yep. You know, they ain't got to fake it. So I, all eyes are going to be on the pretty too. girl and the girl who's yeah. the most motivated and pushing hard. That's the game. I mean, that's how yeah. anything goes. Yeah. You know, and that's what they were. A lot of groups, you know. Yeah. Michael Jackson, he was okay. Michael Jackson, you know, Justin Timberlake when he bailed. Yeah. You know, people are going to split, man. It's just, it but, but Kelly <laughs> Rowland has had albums out. She's doing she's her thing. Albums out. Yeah, yeah doing she's, she's, doing she's huge in Europe. She's very yeah. huge. She, she always will talk about how she goes over there and just sees the reception she gets and is like, why am I not getting this love in America? So she has a great career. Yeah. Solange, another good one. Not, I mean, not, not many people can have the same career what, now, as what's one the of the greatest artists of all time. What's the other girl's name? That's uh, the same that we don't see. We don't even. You, oh, Michelle Williams? Michelle, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she had like a reality show, I think, or something. That I can't recall. She has done some acting. I know she's done stage plays. She's like trying to. I remember they seeing this. I remember they was kind of giving her hell because wasn't she like a interracial thing or something? I could be getting it mixed up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I couldn't tell you. But salute to her. Salute yeah. and salute to the other uh, ladies who used to be in the group. They've went on. I know the one chick, beautiful sister. She used to be on Greenleaf. Uh, I don't know if it was acting. Latoya. Or, yeah, I think it's probably Latoya. Yeah, She's yeah. the one that's done the most of the two that left. Well, yeah, yeah, that yeah. got kicked out. They're doing their thing. So Beyonce, like I said, new album is out, coming out or came out. And one of the things that happened, uh, Khalees, singer Khalees, came out on social media. And I'm going to paraphrase, essentially. But she was saying that Beyonce samples one of her songs and essentially, they didn't ask her. They didn't have permission. I think she was responding to somebody on social media was saying, oh, it looks like I see your name on the credits. Oh, this must be a dope co collaboration. And I think Khalees came back and said, no, it's not collaboration. It's theft. <laughs> and then she went in and she's got videos. Yard, you know the story. Let me also say this. I'm a fan of Khalees. Like, I have some of her songs that stay in my forever playlist, particularly the song Glow, the one she did, Rafael Sadiq, fire. Uh, actually, a couple of her songs, Rafael Sadiq, that she has are dope. And she's got another great one with Under 3000, which is an absolute classic uh, as well. So I play, I do play some Khalees. Like, I know those songs. I live those songs. Um, but she's, you know, so she was coming out saying, hey, I got issues with this. It kind of seemed like she was going at Beyonce, but I think what she was really was saying, it was Pharrell stole, you know, some thievery of publishing or trick, trickery going on. Uh, but she was making a point to how come Beyonce don't call me up and ask me to use this. And of course, the beehive, as we mentioned, all hands on deck, you know, <laughs> one of the biggest stories on on, on IG and all it going yeah. in on we talk about Twitter. being on cold yeah they on cold he, he was going hard <laughs> and then of course the other side of that the well she ain't really shit crowd of course you know yeah they'll pipe up and then start you know putting out stuff and then uh, Khalees went and did a video I, I want to play the video 
But I was watching it the other day. And you know, when people just kind of like, it, it sounds like to me, like when somebody, they don't really talk a lot out in the open and they're usually just around their bubble. And then when they kind of got a lot of vent up stuff, they're trying to get out. Because she's just going, man, like nonstop. I'm like, man, she's talking for like, it felt like it was 20 minutes. I felt like a dude, like when, you know, you get your lady, you did something wrong, and she's going to let your ass have it. And <laughs> just, like, ah, okay. Man. And he's still going. You can't say that, but like, damn, baby, he's still come on, man. Yeah, you you like, reach yeah. point. Damn. And then another thing, and I was like, I, I was like, man, I, I see, I see you, Nas. Because she's a fine sister. She's beautiful. But um, let me. We're going to get you guys' comments. We're going to get into this. I wanted to read a little bit. Uh, Billboard magazine. Oh, or billboard.com, I should say, did a little thing on that. And if you can hear all of that stuff in the background, we are recording live in South Beach. How about that? That's what, that's what I'm going with. Uh, we're over here in Minneapolis. We're recording live out here on the north side. How about that? Is that but, South with an F? South Beach? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hot as hell out here in America. It's a heat wave, and I'm not going to sit in here and pass out recording so I can have clean sound. Not today, Satan. All right, here we go. I want to read a little bit of this. I want to get Mark to really jump in, too. Here's the headline. Does Khalees have a legal standing in beef over Beyonce's milkshake, milkshake interpolation? Notice the word they just used. They didn't say sample. Uh, see, it appears this, that appears to be the bottom line of Khalees' series of comments about the use of her signature 2003 hit milkshake as part of the new Beyonce Renaissance song, Energy. In a pair of videos posted on Thursday, July 28th, Khalees repeatedly stressed that she wasn't specifically mad at B for the use of the song, but that she's insulted and feels disrespected by the lack of a heads up. Her ear, or Irie, excuse me, appears specifically targeted at her former frequent collaborators, the Neptunes, Pharrell Williams, and Chad. Is it Chad or Shad? Sure, I don't know. Shad Hugo. I don't have the clip. If you hear what she said about Chad, I guess I must call him Chad when she mentions his name. She gave him one of the most backhanded dis. She said, "Oh, and Chad, it's <laughs> just a spineless." Son. I was like, "Damn!" Like, yeah. why did you? <laughs> I'm surprised he's even like. I was like, "Damn!" That's why I was like, "Man, she's kind of, kind of bitter." But anyway, uh, whom she has claimed have not given her proper credit for the songs they've worked on together on her first three albums. Quote, I know what I own and what I don't own. I also know the lies that were told. Quote, Khalees said in one of her videos, repeating a frequent reframe about her dispute with Hugo and Williams over songwriting credits. Quote, I also know the things that were stolen. Publishing was stolen. People were swindled out of rights. It happens all the time, especially back then. So I'm not a, so it's not about me being mad about Beyonce. Uh, the often sampled milkshake is one of several songs folded into energy, and it's worth noting it is listed as an interpolation, not a sample, alongside tracks from Big Frida and Tina Marie. The Beyonce song's uh, provenance for milkshakes read, written by Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, and performed by Khalees. With Hugo and Williams also listed among the 14 songwriters who contributed to the one minute and 57 second long Renaissance God dance damn. jam. 
14 writers? So this what, song ain't 50? even two minutes. So if so if Khalees, I'm still reading. So if Khalees is not listed as a songwriter or producer on the song, were Bay or Pharrell uh, required to reach out to her for her permission to use Milkshake? The simple legal answer is no. Because she is not credited as a songwriter on the track, she would not be a co-owner of the publishing copyright, meaning she would not have any rights to approve or deny the use of it on, uh, on Beyonce's track. Uh, here's a quote. To bring a copyright claim, you have to own a copyright. This is Joseph Fishman, a professor at Vanderbilt Law School in Nashville and a national expert in music law, tells Billboard. If Khalees does not own a copyright of the song, she has no claim. Now, I'm stop right there for a little bit. And so it sounds like she's not an owner of the song. Sound like, and that has nothing to say whether or not she wrote the song or performed on the song in terms of what it says on paper. She doesn't have any ownership of that song. So I guess they're saying if Beyonce went to the people who actually own the song and did a deal with them, why would she call you? Now, courtesy is, I think uh, Khalees is saying, we know each other, we know mutual friends, you could call me and ask me. I get that, and I respect that. But when you're dealing with a big superstar like her, she's probably not, and, and, you know, she's probably not going to move like that. She's got a whole team of people, legal, all that. Why, you know, she's probably not going to be thinking about, oh, I need to call all of these people, the 14 people listed on here and ask them, do they want to get down with this money train? Because that's essentially what this, you know, if, if I'm going to use your name or put you on something, you can, you can uh, finesse this and parlay this into to a bag somewhere. That's how the game works, right? Um, so I guess they didn't. But, you know, the question is, I guess, should, should, should Beyonce have to do that? Or really, what about Pharrell and them? You know, she's, she's alleged this over many years, Khalees, uh, that they tricked her out of her publishing. She signed it away and things of that nature. That sounds like something that you got to take up with for real. Uh, and I'll say this about that. That's, that's messed up, if that's true. I don't doubt that it is true, though, because it's been going on in the music business forever. Like, that's, that's actually, I hate to say it, that's the game. You know, when you come into a business, your lack of knowledge can cost you. Yeah. It's going to cost you. Yeah, I was talking to uh, our, our good friend Rashida before the show, and I was saying the music business is like you getting in the water with sharks and there's blood in the water, and you asking the shark to help you to swim. They're going to eat your ass up. <laughs> then he'll sit there, oh, I'm going to show you how to swim. I'm going to swim right down my throat. So this is the... This is the problem to me is when you get involved in something and you don't have knowledge about what you're doing, particularly if it's a business and it's a business, the music industry, which is really cutthroat. They're not going to educate you. That's that's where your lack of knowledge is going to hurt you. But. Again, 
there's some great books out there. I remember when we, the, the Business of Music is a classic book. Anybody getting to me, we used to read that back in the day. Like they had some game in that. So we could come because we had heard all the stories about the artists getting swindled before. So we knew. So I understand where she may be like, well, those are my guys. We were partners and stuff. But again, this is the music business. There is no partners in them. That's my guy. That's your guy. But unfortunately, the game is going to go by what's on that paperwork. Not by the handshake or that's my man in them. You know, the rulers of the music industry, they don't operate like that. So maybe if you and your mans in them operate like that, once you cross into the business world, you best believe when it's time to cut them checks, they're not going to be like, oh, no, can you cut a check for my man in them? Because they helped. They're going to be like, whose name was on there? And I'll take the money. I'll give them their share. You ain't getting Big sexy man. Mm-hmm. Weigh in. <clears throat> well, I did a little research on this, and um, the professor from Vanderbilt, I believe in uh, Nashville, is pretty much accurate. Um, the word interpolation was used, and that essentially just means you know, altering or inserting into something else. Uh, so, <clears throat> and I've not heard that the would, song. That, that would be to say that they're not even using the actual master recording you know that i don't know i've so, not heard so the they song. wouldn't even have to ask no permission right because if you if they're not using the master yeah if they're not using the master get out my face yeah yeah if they were playing it that's not a sample <laughs> you know if they're if they're using the song uh as a composition unfortunately no Khalif does not have any say there if they're using the actual recording that contains her voice whoever owns that recording has a say and the way that, you know, Pharrell, Pharrell, his cats did her, you know, she did the heavy lifting and they didn't do anything. The producer of the song Energy uh, is a cat named Skrillex. And he's one of these DJ slash producer types. And I know, I would bet money, he knows Pharrell personally. So what probably happened is Skrillex did the song called Pharrell. Got a clearance, well, I don't say clearance, but spoke to him about it and did their thing, and nobody reached out to Khalees. I, <clears throat> as far as Beyonce's involvement, again, I can't put this on her doorstep. You know, she's the talent. She heard what she liked. She assumed her people did what they were supposed to do and got it handled. You know, the, a best, the best example is going back, oh God, 15, 20 years now, when... Puff Diddley did I'll Be Missing You that has a sample from the police every breath you take. Oh, just tell and, the story. <laughs> and Puff didn't get, Puff's people didn't clear that sample. And so the song com, comes out and Sting gets a check. You know, so yeah, now would've, it would have been easier obviously for Puff to call Sting directly. Hey man, let's work this out. Boom. Didn't happen. Right, you know, same thing can be said about Beyonce, but again, that's not her, that's not her job in this. Now, I understand courtesy and all that, and if if they knew each other or had a relationship, yeah. But you know, her producer went ahead and did it. She assumed it was ready to go, and it isn't. So, and and really, the really the real problem here is, Khalees is getting. Well, let me rephrase that. Khalees is getting heat because of the deal she signed. Unfortunately. And Pharrell, who's supposed to be a music person, fucker, 
took advantage of her and it will make it right. He's wrong. <clears throat> He's wrong, man. I mean, okay, like I said off air, I'll say it publicly. He's a step away from pebbles on this. Really? Stop. Really. Musicians shouldn't fuck over musicians. Especially knowing okay. what we know what, now. What, what, okay. Where, where they say that at? Where they say that at? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where, where, where in business is that? that? That's your lack of knowledge. You, you, you know, have a, every person has a responsibility, personal responsibility and accountability to know and be about their business. Nobody forces nobody to sign nothing. Now, they may trick you because you're ignorant. But again, whose fault is that? Think about it, though. If you have enough you know, faith in a person to want to work with them, mm-hmm. with them, you know, don't you think you have some type of duty to them to say, look, I'm going to work with you here and this business is cutthroat, but I'm not going to fuck you. So we're going to do this above board. How about that? Uh, again, I appreciate the fairness and the moral stance of that. And I agree with that. But unfortunately, in business, that is not how business is normally operated. They don't do that. Uh, you're not going to probably be a Pharrell or you're not going to be a Beyonce if you operate unbusinessly like, if you operate with that sort of fortitude, because that's just, you're not going to get to the top like that. That's not how it works. I, I disagree slightly. Okay. Because there are other producers out there much bigger than Pharrell. Like who? Quincy. Name one person who has come out and said, man, Quincy fucked me. I'll wait. I have no idea. Because it doesn't happen. That's Quincy. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. But he's not. We're not talking about Quincy, though. We're talking about Pharrell. We're we're talking about Pharrell. (laughs) Dirty ass Pharrell. Yes. One producer of of, of thousands. Again, how many do you hear? Because we only hear about the ones who are doing the dirt from a production standpoint. Do we really? As long as we've been hearing this in this business, Pharrell, who is a pretty young, relatively young cat. Come on, man. He should know better than this. Well, that's the thing. I think he does know. And he fucked obviously, over Khalees. Obviously, he knew because he knew she trusted him or she, mm-hmm. now again, I'm going by her side of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know his side of the story. So I'm not going to be very clear. I can't say one way or the other. But if I go from her narrative of it, she was somehow tricked and swindled out of her mm-hmm. publishing. I assume she's either going to say because she didn't know no better or they just outright Lie, I, again, I don't understand. Was her, did she not have a lawyer? How do you, again, now see to me, if you sign a contract without you know, lawyer legal representation, I'm more mad at you because the pen don't jump in your hand. I'm not you saying she's to, faultless. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. saying there, the ultimate responsibility is on her. She signed that. I don't know if she didn't read it and didn't ask the question, hey, how come it says da 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 da? And if she allowed, if you know, if she asked that question and they said, oh, we'll put that in later again, I'm mad that she's like, well, then I'll sign it later because I don't understand how you agree to something and you didn't read it or you really didn't have legal representation checking the shit over. That's what I don't. And in the years that this happened, this was probably like in what, the 90s or 2000s. 
you're, after you're, everything that had happened in the music business before that, I don't understand how you go for that. Too many artists, and if, again, I say this all the time, this crosses all genres, don't know the history of this business. And that's the problem. And, and no, that is, that is an entirely huge problem. You know, agree. You're just going to repeat <clears throat> the same shit over again. And then you're going to cry when you made a choice to be ignorant. But again, if, you know, if I'm working with, you know, a young person, you know, so, or someone who isn't as aware of things as I am, I'm going to pull them aside and say, look, we're going to work this and you're going to learn how to do this properly. So when you go forward and do other things, you will not get fucked over. Right. Now, that's just me. Now, again, I'm not saying Pharrell owed her that duty. No, he did not. But again, if you take enough interest in a person to want to work with them and nurture their talent, then nurture their intellect as well. And he didn't do this. And the thing is, he could still make this right, but he won't. Or he hasn't. He hasn't yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I'm not saying he was right. I'm saying he probably knew exactly what he was doing. Most cats at his level do. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Yeah. When, you know, I was going to bring this up. Uh, and I mentioned this to you in the, in the Facebook. And shout out to Michael Bland because he was asking what, was, what this is about. And I was kind of joking. I said, oh, this is this reminds me of like Jelly Bean Johnson and Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis. Yeah, what, what happened there, man? What was that? Well, he's been speaking about this, and, and hopefully we can get him on the show and, and be one of the questions we ask. I, I will direct your attention. There is a tweet, actually. You can look this up. But uh, John Bream, who's a reporter yeah. over at, in Minneapolis, he had made a post, and it was uh, the Minneapolis Funk All-Stars. So this is uh, St. Paul, Jelly Bean, Elise. Uh, they were doing a performance, and they performed Black Cat. And he yeah. was like, wow, great performance. And Jelly Bean came in and said, well, the joy of playing a song I was robbed of is always bittersweet. Ooh. And everybody was like, hmm? <laughs> and he goes on to say in this Twitter thing, he says, uh, production. Somebody said, wow, I thought you got production credit on this. And he says, production credit only. No writing, no publishing, and no money for a number one Grammy nominated song. Hell, I didn't even get my Grammy nomination letter for it. Wow. Um, and I've seen him in, in another place online where he was like, yeah, it kind of hurts. He was, I'm paraphrasing, but he made the point to say, those was my boys. <laughs> and this Damn. is how, how it happened. So let me play. I wanted to play a clip. This is how they be like in the music business. This is from the great movie, The, the, uh, the Mac. I keep them looking good, pretty and all that, you know, but no dough. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can be Whoa. in the studio. That's your man. You got you guys in there blessed with staying up two or three in the morning in the studio working 24 tracks of slide. You in there writing and playing and all that. But when it comes down to that paperwork and the money, all of that camaraderie, that's that stays in the studio. Oh, if man. you don't have <clears throat> The paperwork, or if y'all not, if you don't stop and say and have some, you know, integrity for yourself and be like, okay, now we're gonna talk business. No, go ahead and get another 40 in it. We got the Molly. No, no, no. We're gonna talk business. We can get back to the booties and the, <clears throat> the beats and the bass later. I need to get my paperwork set because nah. 
Let's get the uncomfortable. I ain't uncomfortable. So let's get into it. Now, if you're not able to do that, that's what happens in the music business. That's what always be happening. We've seen that many rappers, of course, R&B, they so happy to just be in the studio and creating and doing shows and looking cute. They neglect that this is a business first. All of that morality stuff ain't the publishing checks don't care nothing about that. And you can't argue that in court. Because they're going to be like, well, what did you sign? I don't think, were you of age? Or did they change the wording? Do you have a copy of this contract? Is it different than what you signed? Because if it ain't, life ain't fair. You, that's two different things. So that's why I'm saying, man, if they, it's, it's always been going on. I just, we just talked about Jelly Bean. You know, there's the rumors, the stories about Andre and Prince with Doomy Baby. and uh, uh, No art. All oh, artists. All that's artists, what you meant by that. Okay. All <laughs> artists got something. Oof. I'm looking at the Jelly Bean quote embedded in the John Bream tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get the credit or the money. Mm. You got the play on. And I'm now one hand. So, so, well, man, you got a good look off. You know, the same way with Beyonce. She is credited on the the credits. <laughs> like my man said, no dough. Right? Because you don't own it. I deal with the boss. Okay, Mark, and I got to Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's go in. No, I, I had a question. So, so Mark, see, you're, you're in the music, you're doing the music industry, you're a Grammy member. So explain to me, is it that much of a difference in payout? Because I'm just trying to understand, how are you not giving them production, publishing, writing credits? I'm like, giving it that to them is going to really eat your pie? How, how does that work? Well, the, 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 define whose pie. Well, let's say, for example, let's say the Jelly Bean example with Black Cat. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why are they not giving him that credit? Because I'm like, is it giving him that credit is really going to take so much from them? I'm just it's trying to understand. It's not going to take anything from them. I mean, their pie would <clears throat> would have to be divvied up more. But the thing is, the thing about publishing is, it's the long term effect. It's the use in movies and TVs and commercials and cover artists and things like that. You know, the the biggest example I can think of right now is um, "I Will Always Love You." You know, that's a little country song that Dolly Parton wrote way back when. Whitney covered it, sells a fifty gazillion copies. Dolly's like, I'm paid. So whoever owns that copyright is going to get paid. Now, if down the line, you know, 30 years from now, somebody comes out and covers Black Cat and puts it in like Stranger Things or something like that, and it blows up, Jam Lewis gets paid. Janet gets paid to an extent, and Jelly Beans there looking on the sideline, well, what the fuck? You know? So, but my question is, is like, how does that break down? Like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I guess they want all the money, but I'm like, is the the pie? I'm just saying, bringing on Jelly Bean is really going to reduce their share of the pie pie that much that they would do well, them like that? The, theoretically, if it's Jam Lewis and it's fifty fifty, and then you bring in Jelly, it's you know, you know, a third, a third, a third. And the funny thing is, I mentioned this to I mentioned Monty. Because in the back of the day, when they did the first Alexander O'Neill album, you know, they were called The Secret, you know, Jam, Lewis, and Monty, because they were doing The Secret, doing all the production and all that, and Monty did a couple things on Control, 
And all of a sudden, Monty's gone. And I asked the musician, I'm like, what, what happened there? He said, hey, man, that is Monty's story to tell. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, there may be something here, man. I don't know. Well, then Monty did the pleasure principle too, right? Yeah, like, he so did pleasure he principle, yeah. <clears throat> Which was it's, on control, it's, yeah. It's the same thing, again, all producers do this. Dr. Dre, right? The yep. records say produced by Dr. Dre. Now, we know that he ain't doing all the production on the record, <laughs> but he's the producer. You're going to just come in there, oh, you did that beat, or you did this. Here's your bag. Thanks. Keep it pushing. Well, that's and, different. And, See, that's different. Well, if I'm just saying that, that, I mean, you get paid a, for it, then you, that's right, it. Right. I'm just saying, yeah. like, most times when these producers are working, you just coming in for a work for hire. They're not going to probably let you get the publishing credit that go on that top selling album because they know that's Oof. money that's coming forever. And, and because of their position, you can take it or leave it. Right? Because they, they're not going to, they, you know what I mean? They're the name. They're the reason why this opportunity is popping off. You may have the talented and the great song, but you may not have, again, this is a business. The business ain't based on fair. It's based on power and who got the juice. The, the company's going with Dr. Dre. They're not going with Daz. Whether or not Daz actually produced that record or not, right? Because that ain't going to sell the record. Same with Jam and Lewis. The company, A&M, whoever on them records, we, we are contracting you, and you can get your team together, but we're going to pay you. <laughs> you, yeah. So how you debut it up with them, that's your business. But we're not going to go contact Jelly Bean to, to produce this record because he's not going to, it's not going to, there's no slight to him. I'm just saying, you're the name. You're the power. So that's how it, that's just how it works. Same with probably with, with Quincy. Like you, I'm sure maybe he'll split it with Rod Tipperton and they, they get some credit. But I'm sure everybody that's playing bass are they getting checks off a of thriller all these years later? Maybe they are. I don't know. But I know Quincy. <laughs> Quincy is. It's cold, cold. That's game. the game. But again, we're outsiders and there's books that educate to this. So if we can be Volumes, outside of this yes. and know this, if you in, you elect to go in this business without the lack of knowledge, then it's going to hurt you, man. That's it. And you're going to be making decisions based off of ignorance. And it's going to come back to hurt you. Because you're going to feel is, a certain kind of way later. That is why my phone rings constantly. You know, I have sat down with legacy groups, current musicians, up-and-comers, and we have had those discussions. And the, and the interesting thing is, at one point, all of them have had that look on their face like, whoa, I didn't know this. I'm like, it's cool. That's why I'm here. You know, um... But like you said, when A&M contracted a jam or a flight time production, that's Jam and Lewis. And so however they get together, they work that shit out with their team. Now, <clears throat> again, I, I don't know the construction of the song Black Cat, but I do know that um, Jelly, Ble Jelly Bean plays a pretty good guitar. And if he walked in with that riff and didn't get a credit for it, I would be pissed too. Apparently there are many, I have to find this again, but they said there's a Jesse Johnson solo <laughs> that was not used on the released one, but it was used on a remix or something. And it meant there was other big musicians who also played on that song or wanted to, but 
either are not credited or they chose not to use their plane. I have to find that again. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, we talked about Morris Day yeah. uh, a while ago. Yeah. And though I side with Morris morally and all that, you know, at the end of the day, though, paperwork was signed with Prince. And, <laughs> yeah. and bro, I own this shit. It's not fair, but I don't know. I'm if, not going you know to I mean? say, yeah, I agree. <sighs> I'm not going to say Andre did or did not write Do Me Baby. I don't know. But if he did, I believe Prince made that right when he gave him Dance Electric. Uh, I no, he didn't. I, I, I have to let Andre say that one. I don't you don't know, think so? But, uh, <laughs> which, who, who, do you, who do you think is eating more off? What do you think is beginning to off more? He's do eating more off Dance <laughs> Electric. Right? So at the end of the day, Prince eating off of both them tracks. Both of them. <laughs> but, no, but I'm just saying, what do you think, which song is getting ate off more? Just saying. Do we make well, dance electric? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, here's a little information on this uh, on the Black Cat. Watch, I, I just learned this. Uh, it says, for those who don't know, Janet is credited with writing the song, but Jelly Bean produced it, including playing guitar on it. Musician Dave Barry did most of the guitar hooks on the song. There are different mixes that include Nanu Bentacourt. From Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vernon Reed from Living Color. Living Color. Yeah. John McClain, the, the actual record producer. Uh, and then he did a slide guitar on the track. And then even Lemmy from Motorhead wanted to do a cut with her, but Sony Whoa. blocked his involvement. The Ace of Space. Wow. So Jelly Bean Johnson, <laughs> or excuse me, Jesse Johnson provided his solo, not on the album, but is in the remixes. I also learned Derek Oregon from Switch provided live drumming for the remixes and i'm reading this from lipstick alley so you take that from what you will but and they were well, this, was, ask, written, uh, reed this was written in, in response to jelly beans sort of thing i'm sorry go ahead Big Six. i can ask vernon reed directly about his involvement or lack thereof of that because you know he and i talk on twitter pretty constantly <laughs> all right Right. I'm dropping names, yes. I, said, you know, I can just ask him. Oh, you don't call him for? Well, I mean, we are on Twitter. <laughs> say, nigga, I can have this nigga. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, man, but getting back to this Khalees thing, I mean, it's unfortunate. Now, I also wanted to have a conversation of, like, this is what I thought. Like, it's an interesting, and I always think of, like, game and strategic moves and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is probably one of the biggest record releases of the year so far. The, one of the major artists yeah. in the game. <laughs> You're going to come out right at the release of this and insert this story into it. And you know it's going to cause a storm. It could be seen as a shade slight to this big money bag for Beyonce. I was wondering, is that the right, you know, is this the best strategic way to go about this? you know, to, to add this drama into this situation. Because I think of, you know, when somebody like a Beyonce, and even for real for that matter, they're so clicked in to this entertainment game that there's probably a lot of people that are eating off of this. You know, this is like Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? Like when Christmas, for, for, for retails, like when Christmas come, this is when we get our bag. Everybody's got something, you know, in, in line that, all goes to Christmas. And I'm sure with the Beyonce, everyone's, okay, this is bag time. The major release is coming. How can we get our cut? And so when you disrupt the bag thing on such a big level like this, in Big Sexy, you can, does this sort of 
could it go like the other way where you might get kind of like shadow banned or blackballed from other um, situations that you could get into? Because I'm sure there's other people that are going to make money off of this. Like, ah, you're not just messing up the Beyonce thing. You're really messing up my bag. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I have to be on business code because we're clicked in with these people. We do a lot of business. I can't really fuck with you. Not that I have nothing against you, but it's not good business. Business, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like the uh, Monique thing. It's like, and we'll get back to that. But in terms of like, sometimes you got to be strategic. Or you're gonna go on. You're gonna go against Tyler and Oprah. Okay, you may have a great cause, but you know they're clicked in with the system. So you know, it's just, and I wonder, like, is, is that the, is this the smart play to go at Beyonce like that? Well, again, you know, she's the the big apple in the tree, and by taking taking this stance, it's gonna get hurt. And if that's what she if that's what Khalees wanted, one of the, the notoriety and publicity from this, well, she's gonna get it. Is there a cost? There's definitely a cost because there could be other producers out there, like you said. You know what, Khalees would be good for this song. Nah, nah, she'd be a problem. Or we could sample her song. Nah, nah. Should be a problem. So it's kind of counterproductive. I think the best way, of course, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. I think the best way <clears throat> would be for her to call up Pharrell and they figure this shit out one way or the other. Mm. Because she's got a long-standing beef with him. They need to sit down, either have, you know, break bread or come to blows or something and work this thing out. Because it's a problem. That's the root of the problem here. Yeah, and maybe she feels like, you know what? He's not going to redo the contract. He ain't going to come in my back, so fuck it. I'm going in. I'm going to go in on this nigga. <laughs> and, and again, what, what does that do for her? Nothing. It's not going to you know, enhance well, her back or her, her uh, stature. You know, she's going to come out during the release of a new album by the biggest artists out there, and we're talking about it, but the album is still flying off the shelves. So, you know. I keep them looking good, pretty, and all that, you know, but no dough. <laughs> she gonna get the clicks, though. Wow. <laughs> that's a big, I mean, but that's powerful in today's world. The attention, the clicks, you know, I guess that, that's probably, maybe that's gold, too. That can be parlayed into something else, maybe. I, you know. Maybe Beyonce will say something. Who knows? Maybe she'd be well, like, you know about what? Beyonce, and again, I'm not uh, a Beyonce um, uh, expert, Stan. but I need to stretch you the magic. Who, who, Stan who? I'm not, a, I'm not one of you know, those people who's really in, you know, invested in that, but I will say this, as far as I've seen, anything that has been even remotely just controversial, Beyonce has always stood tall and addressed it and in a classy in a manner. There's nothing petty or I'm going to use my Anthony now or ratchet about anything she's ever done as far as I know. Am I, am I incorrect here? I, I agree. I think, but she, you know, there's definitely a lot of lawsuits and people claiming that she's stolen things. I always hear that when she comes out with stuff that always, like I said, there's always people that, Hey, that she stole that from that. And I, I see she's had a couple of lawsuits actually. Uh, people people yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I always question do they win, but yeah, they're deaf. But again, she's the biggest thing going, so that's what happens. Not, but I'm not saying. But I'm also saying is 
I don't know if she's being right. I think she is so smart. And this is why they're at the top that you would never see that shit. <laughs> like they're so gamed up that they could be as petty as hell, but they're not going to play their hand in front of you. You know what I'm saying? They'll go behind the scenes and probably put the word out. That person's done. Well, yeah, there's that. But the thing, again, also, you know, when you are the, the big apple in the, in the tree, and I'm not even remotely questioning the validity of Khaleesi's argument. I'm not. But people are going to take shots. And if they can sue you and just drag you into depositions and shake a bullshit settlement out of you for nuisance value, they will. Happen to Michael Jackson like every week. Yeah. You know, it happened to Prince, pro- right? See, yeah, it happens. To, when, when you get that big, it's going to happen. Most beautiful girl in the world. Yep. I think that song just now... You know, last year came back on streaming because that suit was settled or whatever happened with that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I hope my I, I hope they can work it out. Like I said, I'm I'm a fan of Khalees. Like I like her stuff. I, I really like her music. Uh, I think she's dope. Um, I just that's why I just think of it more on a strategic. I'm just like, man, okay, you, they got you coming out. You're going against another sister, the, the biggest one in the game. Uh, okay. You know, and then you're going at Pharrell, and I'm not caping for Pharrell. Probably, he probably did that shit. But again, he's so entrenched in the game. Ah, man, I hope, I hope maybe this was the last resort. This was the only way that was going to get what she needed out of this. And maybe it wasn't going to be a court thing or couldn't be. I don't know. But I do know this probably in the next week. Anybody going to give a fuck about it? Exactly. <laughs> we'll be on the next story. It almost got overshadowed this weekend by Will Smith. Ah, uh, uh, Will. You know, thing came out. And of course, people are just still talking about, oh, I love the fiance. Blah, blah, blah. So, but salute to Khalees, man. I hope, I hope it works out. I hope it works out. I absolutely recommend everyone listening to uh, check out the song Cuff It. I think that's the best song on the album. Okay. okay. Was that the one people were saying Sheila is on or something? That I'm not sure. I think they were saying Sheila E plays on that. I think it was, as a matter of fact, I think it's, yeah, this is Sheila E and Rafael Sadiq. I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, salute, yeah, salute to Beyonce. Like I said, I, I just want to, I want to go to one of her concerts. I've never seen her live. And from the clips I see, it looks like it's just super, like, super big show. I just want to see the spectacle of it just for one time. All right. Uh, Sadly, that's okay. what I said about Nicki Minaj, and she decided, yeah, at the uh, at the um, Essence Fest concert. I was like, yeah, let me go. I, I'm I'm gonna wait till after midnight to, just so I can say I saw Nicki Minaj in concert. And <laughs> <sighs> she gave us just bad Britney Spears energy. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, what should we get into next? You want to talk about? Um, I forgot what we had up here. What's the next topic I want to jump into? Oh, let's talk well, about Nope. Yes, indeed. Nope. Yes. Jordan Peele. This is third movie, Nope. I, some of y'all have seen I did my very quick review on this. I was just like, this ain't it. I'm good. <laughs> To elaborate, I will say this. Dude is super talented. 
No doubt about it. To me, Get Out's absolute classic. Uh, Us was just okay to me. I've seen it once. I just have no desire to see it again. This one I was really hyped to see because I thought the trailers were very well done. Uh, and I went and saw the movie. There's great acting in this. It's shot well. I saw this in IMAX. It was a, there's some fabulous IMAX scenes in this movie. But just to me, the story and the pacing of it and the structure, it was all over the place. And I just felt like at the end of the movie, I just felt like, man, that's it? Like, I almost felt like it was a waste of time. Uh, I would imagine if it's like any of his other movies, there are countless Easter eggs and hidden meanings and all of this kind of stuff is in it. And I can respect that. But I just think that that type of stuff, I think, takes precedence over my enjoyment of the overall story and movie that though I can recognize the extreme amount of talent and craft, it just wasn't good to me uh and i felt like i didn't enjoy it and i I don't really want to watch a puzzle if i want to watch a puzzle then you got to make it so interesting to me that i'm i'm gonna be there and stick through it but i I was falling asleep through this and i was starting to get i was kind of getting pissed off after i was like nah i was like nah we wouldn't be doing no shit like that you know like i mean we would have got the fuck up out of there and and just the the things that were happening, I'm like, ah, okay, bro. Now, so that's why I was like, it just didn't work for me. I'm sure there are other, I know there are people who love this movie. Uh, and I'm not mad at them they do. It's just for me, I'm good. Uh, going forward, I'm cool on his movies until after I hear about them. Wow. This, because he had, he's had three movies. The first one, Headbuster, love, instant loved it. The second one's ah, that's cool. It wasn't as good as the first one, but I give you that. It's your second, but this third one to me, to me, this was on some M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> and I'm like, dude is dope, but I'm not gonna be first day. I need to, you know, you've had three tries, two of them struck out for me. Either I'll wait for the streaming, or I'm gonna wait for somebody that I trust to see it, and the next day, it's actually good. He coming back on this. And it's kind of like how some people in my family, like the oldest, old, old original Prince fans, they was all in with their first, all the albums up to a proper rant. <laughs> but once around the world, the real old, old school Prince, I'm cool. Dude is dope. We've been on his nuts for the last six years, but he on some, he on, he, he's playing to a different audience and, and go on and get your bag, brother. I get it. That's how I look at this. I get it. Because certain audience, they're not, they're going to probably feel, uh, they'll feel guilty to, to criticize him, but I don't. I'm good, brother. <laughs> Get your money. I understand what you're doing. Let me know when you want to come on back to the real shit. I'll be there. But until then, I'm not mad at you. So that's how I, that's where I put him at. And Pooh, you've seen this movie. What's your thoughts? Well, for one, I implore you to watch us again. You said you saw it once. Go in. It's, it's a really good film. I thought okay. it enjoyed. For me, this is definitely the uh, 
three out of three <laughs> in the rankings. Um, <laughs> salute to him for taking the risk, for trying to tell a story. I've already seen a number of videos talking about how this is actually a deconstruction of how Hollywood um, treats their cast and crew members, how they work them essentially till they're, you know, need to put them out to pasture and all of the, um, I guess, the analogies to that. Like Mike said, it's a really great acting, but the pacing for me, it, it lost me at times because I was just ready. I was like, okay, come on, let's get on with this. Let's do this. Let's let's go. And and then it would just slow it down. And then there was a narrative where like it was broken up into chapters named after each of the animal characters. There was ghosts, there was Jupiter's genes, there was Gordy, the a monkey. There's actually a scene where one of the characters, the main character, Steve Yuan, who played Glenn on The Walking Dead, he now runs this uh, place called Jupiter's Claim, where it's like a uh, an old Western uh, family theme park. He used to be a child actor and then they go into his backstory to show some uh, tragic incident that occurred with a monkey. Now, to me <laughs> and a lot of other people, they thought that was the most frightening uh, scene in the film and kind of more interesting than the main narrative of I this agree. UFO. And I'm just and while it was great, part of me is thinking, OK, what was the point of that? And I know there's been some existential um thesis papers uh written about it already about how the character i'm trying to remember what his name was uh uh jupe how he it it made him because he was able to survive that incident it gave him a false sense of him being able to tame wild animal which this ufo isn't an alien ship but an actual alien itself and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> If that's what we're going with, that's what we're going with. But it's kind of interesting that Daniel Kaluuya mentioned that when Jordan Peele pitched this movie to him and he called it dope because that's how black people would react. And I'm like, okay, when did black people get to acting like that? Because I didn't see that in this film. I'm looking like, to, to the one extent I see it like, hey, they kind of broke and tapped out with money and this might be their opportunity. But I'm like, there are other ways to try to come up than trying to chase after a, an alien. I, 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 Mike, help me out. No, I agree. I, That's why I'm saying it, it, <laughs> we wouldn't be doing that shit. Like the first, like, the first instance where it was on some intergalactic alien eating people, we're out of there. Yeah. We're not gonna, you know, that whole third act wouldn't even have happened. Like the whole part when the alien hovers over the house and the bodies. And if you that, survive that. Is oh, I'm out of town. We Peace. out. Yeah, we out. We're not yeah, coming like, back for clicks and attention. It was. It really was a hunt for DNA at the end. I was, <laughs> I was like, this is. What, that's why I was like, is that what he's trying to say? We we about DNA to that level where we would we would yes! jump in the front of an alien invasion to get our little clicks online. Fuck out of here. No, what was funny was when the TMZ guy yeah. came. <laughs> he up there, he's like, yeah, I heard about this. I guess he did some research or something because the the whole fam- the whole uh, town was killed, and he's up there. Damn that! Might might have broke his neck getting thrown off the bike, and he's like, record it, record it. And I'm like, wow, to the bitter end, you yeah. gonna get your shot and try to get your credit. And, see, and again, why I guess- did old girl go down here though? 
We wouldn't have went down there to save him. Fuck. Let, let that motherfucker go. Nobody told you to come up here. <laughs> yeah, we told you not <laughs> to go there. Yeah, that's on them. I'm not risking my... I'm already doing some way too much already. I'm not going out here for them. Fuck. Yeah, I, I think... And, you know, here, here's the thing. The same criticism that we can I can give to Tyler Perry where I'm saying I think he needed to do one more proofread or mm. have another screenwriter look mm. over this to fine-tune it. I think Jordan Peele needed to pass that by somebody to be like, yeah, you can cut this, you can cut this. This I like. This monkey shit, maybe you need to change this whole film around to that. That would have been a more interesting movie, though. I, I would watch that. That shit was like, whoa. Now watch in the DVD, he actually had like a couple of series about that damn monkey. I can see it now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think he... To, to me, it was, and I'm. I hate to say it was too slow paced, but it was to the point of get to it, get to the point, get to where we get to the money shot, get to the action. Get that was that was the issue that I was having, and then you know they were the. the there was the issues between M and OJ. Yeah, you're not cute with the OJ. We, yeah, we got it. And then, <laughs> of course, they had to the hammer at home, which I was like, come on, Jordan. We, we get it, OJ. OJ, OJ, a thoroughbred master. Got it. Um, <laughs> the, the, the relationship between the brother and the sister, it just never clicked for me. And I never got invested in them, whatever, reconciling and... Uh, getting their issues resolved. And mm. I would say this is that, yeah, it was well acted. Daniel Kaluuya's performance just seemed, <laughs> I, it's like something was just off where I was just like, why is he played so meek and like, like loserish? He was over it. <laughs> you know, he still gave a good performance, but I felt like he was just toned down from what I could get from him from Get Out and from uh, Black Panther and definitely from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Well, I mean, I mean that's very unfair to even oh, yeah, to yeah. do, but I'm just like, something's just not right with his, with his performance he's given. He has the, the, you know what it is for me? His eyes can go, you can go very either way. Like he can be very, He's very expressive with his eyes, but his eyes are so piercing at times. But in this one, I think they used it the wrong way. Like you said, he just had a like he was so bored or out of it. And maybe that was that was a choice, obviously, because he can act different ways. But it just I don't think it worked in, in this kind of a movie. Like he was so like, oh, it's not docile, but he yes, almost seems, there, maybe there it is. Maybe yes. It is. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's just, yeah. And then, the, and then you know, the other side of that is Kiki Palmer, which I loved in this. <laughs> but when she first come on there, was it kind of low key shucking and jiving? Like oh her yeah, character? I, was I, would, like, I wouldn't say shucking and jiving. It was just kind of showing how, like, he was trying to make the point about like you over here trying to uh, push your side hustle, and we got business to do, and it's kind of like, and I, I kind of got that because in the sense of here we are about this business, and here you coming over here trying to sell. Um, your uh, your Herbalife brand or something like right. that. It was the way she was the, you know, she was like so like, I, I was saying this to Q on the phone. She was kind of like when she came in there to the studio, she, hello my baby. You know, she was so like and then I got this going to me. And if, okay y'all. And then, I was like eh, you didn't have to. You could still do your hustle but you don't have that, again, that's her character. That's not Kiki Walk. But it was just kind of like, or whatever. It just kind of felt a little 
bucking of the eye. Not like, and not necessarily negative, but it was a little of that energy about it. It's like slow down. Like she just, she was so animated. Mm, yeah. But no. I guess they wanted to show the dichotomy between right. the two, the two um, kids because uh, he. Uh, OJ, he was trained by the father, and maybe that was because he was around him so much, going on these shoots, and when he began to act, pick up his father's mannerism. Whereas uh, the the sister Emerald, she wanted to but didn't, so she didn't pick up a lot of his personalities and his traits on how to behave in quote unquote that environment. What what was the uh, the actor that played the dad? Uh, Keith David, which Keith- I was. They should have had. He should have been the star. Oh movie, my, my god! My personal opinion. Yeah, I ain't gonna even lie. When I saw he get, fell off the horse, I was like, I know they didn't cast Keith right. David and killed him in the first ten minutes. Yeah, I was that, that one left a sour taste in my mind because when I saw it was Keith, David, I was like, oh okay, so we gonna get uh, that that old man wisdom in there. That would have been dope because we don't get to see that a lot. Yeah, they killed off Spawn in the first ten minutes. Hilarious! Yes, <laughs> yes. I ain't with it, man. <laughs> in a cold way, too. You just like, wow, really? Okay, I ain't with it. Yeah, it, it just was kind of. There's, I know there's layers to this story about predators and their environments and taming animals and, and I guess uh, man trying to rule everything and then of course, uh, like you say, your DNA, your claim for trying to get your fame, but it just didn't come together. At least in a way that made it easily digestible with Get Out and with us for me. Yeah. This was giving me too much Matrix uh, Reloaded, <laughs> where I had to go online afterwards and find out what the fuck did I just watch. I could see that. Yeah. Funny. <sighs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, again, salute to him for taking the risk, getting this greenlit, taking the risk and trying to step out of this lane. But you might want to go back into that lane, you know. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, hey, look at Tyler Perry. He became a billionaire after staying in it, staying in his lane. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Well, the movie was successful. I think it did well. I think they said it was the biggest opening movie. Uh, biggest original opening movie original. Yeah, since uh, Us. Now that that's a lot of wordplay, but I hey, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> It's still, so I, I guess they're saying it's not a sequel, reboot, right. or uh, existing property, which I'm like, yeah, okay. And, and you know, I think too, we have to respect that. Like you said, he, he's taking risks. And when you take risks, some, that doesn't, sometimes they're not going to be hit out the ballparks, you know? So I, that's maybe the next one to be super classic. You never know, right? I think it might have landed better if the alien looked better than that. <laughs> Maybe it might have landed better. I didn't understand why it changed the look toward the end. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get that. Same, same, same. They were out of budget. <laughs> I'm like, I look we like only a got these flower renders left. That's all you can afford. <laughs> so, use that. <laughs> they were on a prince. We can just go with the beat that came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Do the stock graphics. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was... But uh, yeah, I would say I say check, see it for yourself though. You might love it. The the one thing I did love about the movie though, they have in my uh, knowledge the first Akira slide in live action was in this movie, 
and it was glorious. I will give him that. Like, wow. Uh, and if you don't know what I mean, Akira is a classic anime movie, which you should see. Yeah. And, and, and there's the motorcycle chasing movie, which is classic. And there's a scene where the character slides and you know, skids at the motorcycle. And it is homaged in countless animated movies and TV series and stuff. But they do it in this movie. I was, I, I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, yeah. that was tight. I instantly, I instantly got that reference. And I was like, oh, because I don't think I've ever seen a, a black person, let alone a sister, do that. So I was like, salute, salute. Yeah, I think it's the first live action Akira slide. So, yeah, it's dope. All right. Really? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's ever been done in a movie. That, and if it has, I've never seen it. But and, and it was interesting, like I said, when IMAX, it went to the IMAX format at that when it hit that scene. I was like, oh, okay, Joel, okay. I woke up. I actually I was kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> All righty. Let's shift gears. What what's another topic we got here? Do we talk about Will Smith? We have not talked about Will Smith. So Will Smith dropped a video on Friday, which is a smart move because you know well in the old days, I don't know how much it is now, but usually noise the news cycle would end on a Friday. There's no news on the weekends, and they had been forgot about it by the Mondays. So I get why he did that. But now with social media, they don't give a fuck. They, that's content. That's just like blood in the water. He dropped that video. It's like, oh, content. But many months later, Will Smith is making his first sort of public apology appearance, talking about the slap heard around the world. And I watched it. It was exactly what I would expect from Will Smith. You know, it's a produced thing. You know, I, was, I, I imagine it was very well, well, it was very thought through and they probably figured out what's the perfect way to elicit a certain type of feeling by this and the camera angle and the audio. And, and you notice you can hear him sort of sighing and stuff before he starts like, you know, oh, get ready. All of that's intentional. <laughs> to leave that kind of because it makes you oh he's he's normal this is stressful for him so I get it again I recognize the game and things so I salute I was like hey smart play I, I get the intention um I, I see well the day I heard it was yesterday I was listening to talk radio here locally and boy you would have thought I thought Will Smith slapped somebody again because they were going I don't this is ridiculous this guy's <laughs> attitude is so egotistical I mean why he's not even saying he's sorry it's just in a I hate when they say that I apologize and I was like dude did you know Chris like what did he slap you yeah, man yeah this thing was going in you know I was like okay I was like no matter what he did, they were going to eat him up regardless, I suppose. This is true. Uh, so, I mean, she, he had to do something. Maybe they, some people would probably would prefer if he said, you no. know, all. No. <laughs> and people would have called it all you know, fake. I just, I, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Jada, help me. Come here, Jada. Oh, you know, God. <laughs> or, or they would have, you know, okay, Gail, I'm. I really apologize to him, Gail. I did. Well, didn't you know that? It, you know, maybe you wanted to see that or something. He has. He took control of his own situation, and he's gonna say, "Sir, of course, he's one of the biggest uh, actors, entertainers in the world." There's always a level of 
fakeness about it. That's he ain't a regular person. <laughs> so, you know, he's not gonna do exactly what we it's of course it's a show. Um uh, the question is if Chris Chris Rock, how does he feel about that? I don't know if he's spoken out in terms of the apology. Um, but I do have a quote from Chris about this, which I did want to read. About uh, this? Or about the slap. He finally spoken. He did a show, I think, the other day or something. And he says, everybody is trying to be a fucking victim. If everybody claims to be a victim, then nobody will hear the real victims. Uh, he says, even me getting smacked by Suge Smith. I went to work. <laughs> I went to work the next day. I got kids. <laughs> Suge Smith. <laughs> okay. Uh, and apparently, again, earlier this week, he says, uh, anyone who says words hurt was never has never been punched in the face. I'm not a victim. Yeah, that shit hurt like a motherfucker. But I shook that shit off and went to work the next day. I don't go to the hospital for a paper cut. So, you know, uh, Rock is what he is. He is a comedian. Now, it will be I guarantee you there's going to be a segment out there. Taking the Suge Smith comment, which I found hilarious. Oh, why you gotta disrespect Suge? Why you gotta do? Watch, guarantee it. And that's it's that same mindset that took offense at the GI Jane comment. You can't please everybody. Comics miss. That's that's a way of life. And you know, I'm glad Chris is keeping the moving. Like, you know, shit, he got kids. Got right. Work. Work, he can take the attitude, but it's like the other the people who didn't get slapped, they're oh, like yeah. ready to just lose it. You know? <sighs> yeah, so I, find I, something to do, man. I, damn. As embarrassed as he was, because and thankfully we like we didn't see the slap. So he if you've seen pictures and other, but it wasn't like we saw actually saw it. As embarrassed as he was, I think he probably got some clarity that okay, yeah, that was fucked up. You know, I might I might not like what he did, but clearly it was fucked up. So I'm just going to go ahead and take that L and keep it pushing because him doing nothing is doing more for Chris Rock than him trying to punch down at the Smiths. Yeah, he's winning. Think, he's winning. But, you know, you and I are going to you know disagree. I don't think, you know, he deserved an L for it because it wasn't an attack, man. It was just a. A reference to an older movie where it was, but the same again. It, it was an L, though. Slap the shit out of you. The actual, that's the actual act. Yeah, that's, a, that's an L. That is an L. What are you gonna do, man? Be rolling around the ground on Oscar? <laughs> Come on. Well, what are you gonna do? Get your, get the shit slapped out of you on the Oscar and sit there and take it? Yeah, he ain't slapped the shit out of me. That's what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to figure it out. Yeah, that's true. Like, but I salute, salute how he, his stance. I mean, he's he's handling like a G. Yeah. Because at right now he's playing with house money. Yeah. yeah, I think the more he talks about it, there's the opportunity of him fucking up and getting the tide turned against him. So I think he he's he's, hand, he's handling it the right way. Everybody has sympathy for me, so I ain't got to say nothing. Khalid, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know the sister's mad at me. But I'm just messing with y'all. They will come for you. I, I can't stand you, Mike. But yeah, he did handle it. I think you're right. He handled it strategically, smooth, integrity. Mm -hmm. And now, like you said, everyone's team Chris. He ain't whining. He's, you know, he making jokes on it, keeping it moving, getting his be on tour, selling out. 
Yeah, because everybody want to hear what he got to say. And I'm sure he touches on it. Yeah, I'm sure he touches on it, but he's not. I I feel he's been very calculated to make sure he's not saying anything that can turn it on him. Yeah, man. He's smart, smart dude, man. Smart dude. Yeah, and yeah, he probably, and again, get cast like that, that position, they know. Okay, I know how the game is going to react to this. I know how this mainstream system is going to react to me and him having something like this. So I got to keep that in mind, too, because just as quick as you think they're going to be on your side, mm-hmm. you're always going to call and flip it. <laughs> you say something wrong. Because so, yeah, all yeah. we got to do is look at Will Smith because he did two moves that should be lauded in a sense. He put his son on and after Earth, and they, all the love that they have with Will Smith went out the door. Whoop. He went up there and defended his wife against what he thought was a disrespectful joke. And everything that he worked for went out the door. Well, I would say in a public's opinion, it may have. I actually think the game back Will Smith was the same reason why they didn't kick him off that show at the time it happened. And they slow played the response. And you got them lying over each other, saying, you know, saying things almost <laughs> in his defense. And he just got what thirty-seven million dollar bag for a streaming movie. So I think the game itself is too. Again, Will Smith is too clicked in. There's too many people that make money off that. He ain't going nowhere because they'll lose money. And they're not. They're not clicked in. Chris Rock ain't clicked in. Like, well, they're not making money like that off of Chris. So Will ain't going nowhere. They understand they're gonna pump his brakes and. Let him play the game, make you get that out your system. But he ain't been blackballed for nothing. Like, like I said, he just got $37 million from Apple for a streaming movie. He's eating. <laughs> and he got, yeah, he's he got movies coming out. They just, to us, again, that's, these are products. So they want you, oh, okay, we understand how the public tie is going to go. Okay, let's play the chess move. What do we do to win this? Cool. Move him over here. Play this one. Okay, they're ready now. Okay, now you can introduce him back in the game. Because we got money on it. Well, the the only move, you know, in the chess game of this this, uh, uh, particular situation is to take, take time, step away, shut up. And just let it all play out, let it fade, and then he comes back into the spotlight. If you were to do a movie like tomorrow, uh-uh, no. You got to take five, go on your little tour, seeing the world, what he's doing, and low profile, mouth shut, and then come on back. Right. Yeah. Kind of like my man did, Um, what was his name? On a much smaller scale in entertainment, oh, Aziz, I'm sorry. You know, he got accused of some bullshit. Who? Aziz, I'm sorry. Remember? I'm sorry. I, I don't. Maybe he's, I have to look at his face. I don't know. He's the little, you know, little comedian dude. Chick came out and said she. He did all these things during his date, which didn't happen. And everybody turned on him, and they canceled his show. Oh, you got me too. 
He got me too hard. Well, actually, it, was, it wasn't so much that it was what he did didn't happen. It was the way she described it. Was she, she felt pressure to have sex with him. And she didn't want to, but she did it, even though she didn't verbally say, I didn't want to. And they're like, this is technically sexual assault. And we're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play around with that one. All right. Well, that's Will Smith coming back in the game. Uh, but well. I, I do want to discuss one thing. I know Mike isn't a big wrestling fan, but uh, but I think you probably can't weigh in on this because it's a lot of fuck boy and dumb shit going on. <laughs> Is that a new duo? <laughs> <laughs> I could think of one. Fuck boy and dumb shit. Uh, hey! <laughs> Vince McMahon stepped down last week as the CEO and chairman of the WWE. Now, why I think Mike would join us is the fact that the re- what led to that is there were revelations that he was smashing some of his. Oh, I um, think I saw you posted. Yeah, he was smashing some of his, some of the talent, some mm-hmm. of the the employees at his uh, staff. And then once the relationship ended, he was signing these NDAs, and the 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 board of the WWE had an investigation because they believe he was using WWE funds to mm-hmm. pay out these NDAs. And to me, and I said it, how do you lose your company over some over some booty? <laughs> over, pay, over paying out some booty not to talk about you getting the booty. And I just, and I understand, you know, billionaire moves. Do you know, maybe there's certain things I don't get. But to me, I don't get this. When you are a billionaire, if you do, if you want some, if you want the Nutsi, aren't there better ways and better places to go get it than at your own job when you have a billion dollar empire on the line? And yep. now he's uh, excommunicated from the company that he made a billion dollar global entity behind workplace ass. He, he doesn't own it anymore? Or? <laughs> no, he, he owns still, it. He, he's a majority he, shareholder. Oh, yes. shit. He's still, he's but still he, doesn't, he doesn't run it and he's supposedly left the company in shame. But I mean, say, say what you will. Yeah, he still owns the bag, but how do you get forced out of the company? That's 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 right. still something. Like, you're did, out of your company. Was one of the girls coming out against him or something? How did this come out? Uh, the, which is, I'm, which I'm trying to understand how that woman is in trouble. Apparently, which, and then we're going to probably find out years later is the machinations that were going on in the company. But apparently an anonymous email was sent to the board from uh, the woman's friend detailing all of this. And then when they investigated, it's like, oh, this shit is true. And oh, you and your boy, John, John Laurinaitis, y'all been doing this for decades and paying women off. Fuck. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if certain board members knew about this all, all the time. It, you know, it was just, it wasn't, it, it was just kept private. Right. right. They probably the forced, minute, forced their hand. The minute he took his company public, things like this were going to come out. Because mm-hmm. when you're public, you enter to a board. When you are private, and it's sure. like, fuck you, and I do what I want. And the shareholders and the people that are investing mm-hmm. in your company through mutual funds and other. And I'm looking at up on my wall here at the Batcave. Yes, I do own shares in WWE stocks. I'm looking right at my certificate. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> I had him fired. It was me. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, but I mean, that that just, again, maybe I just don't comprehend it. You know, my friend was telling me just because you're a billionaire don't mean you got game. So that's this why true. <laughs> yeah. moving true. this way. But I'm just like, how do you fuck? How do, it's like you walk away from your company on your terms. Jeff Bezos did it. Uh, Bill Gates did it. Um, Steve Jobs did it. How do you get kicked again, out of your company? I, I, I hear the question you're asking. Again, it's a presumption, though, that that is what's happening. Because it could also be a very smart play that he's in on where this could hurt the company potentially. Listen, you're still owner, majority. You're going to get, you're still getting the money. Just go, now you can go fuck. Uh, and maybe, <laughs> maybe he's like, you know what? Yeah, man, I, I, I'm so much care about getting my bag. I will, I'll step aside. This makes more sense. I ain't fighting shit. I, I don't know if he was fighting this or not. You could tell me, but he could be like, hey, we all agree that this is the best move, man. Let's go get this money. <laughs> this could just be a money move. Oh, this is an obstacle. She thinks she's going to air us out. Bitch, I own this. And they're my folks. We're on code. So I'll step aside because we're going to keep eating. You ain't changed shit. And it just it's just one of those plays where they be like, it looks like y'all won. And so it's a let the Wookiee, it could be a let the Wookiee win type of thing, how it plays to the public and how it would play to that nominous person who thought they was going to blackmail him. You could be like, hey, you ain't getting nothing. I'll, we're in agreement. I'm going to step down. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen. I'm still going to get my money. You're done. How did it work for you? It could be like that. Yeah. Because these dudes aren't, they ain't that stupid. I mean, all of them ain't stupid. And if, again, unless he's fighting this, I wouldn't be surprised if he agrees to this. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, hey, this is the best move to do. I should step down. Could be like that. Well, right. they're investigating him for, um, I guess, they're saying that he didn't report a certain amount of money. So we'll see how about things the IRS go. Uh, SEC. Oh, okay. Well, that's not the yeah. board. I'm, yeah. 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 SEC is heavy. Out, the outside people. They're, they're, if you had said the board was, that's cap. They have to say that. But, you know, we'll see. All business people be getting caught up in some shit. He's on the radar, but it ain't like he's broke. He said he owns it. So, golden patient. Yeah. Now he can just bust. <laughs> he, now he don't have to worry about it. <laughs> just go and knock him down now. Huh? Got all the money. Who, who want to be taken care of? <laughs> I'm winning. Yeah, I, that's the thing that just, I, I just don't get this. Like, when you got that type of money, don't you just set them up in every city you go to? Like, why are you putting yourself at risk smashing the, the company people? I'm going to say it again. There is a former New York Yankee player who should write a book on how to handle this. Guy played in New York for 20 years, never once got caught up in any bullshit. You know, rumor has it, he's the cat who came up with the, the idea of the gift bag for the ladies on the way out. <laughs> you know, mm. if you play your game right, <laughs> this doesn't happen. That's a cold shit. Like, thank yeah. you for the booty. Your exactly. uh, parting gift is over there. <laughs> exactly. And, and the, the way you describe the situation, though, it sounds like it's not the lady who's snitching. It's 
somebody associated with her was probably either mm-hmm. mad they not getting a cut exactly or right some simp dude who was mad that she was getting smashed down getting paid and he liked her so he wanted you know what i mean so that's why i'm like he, he maybe he was doing everything right it's just the other busters around probably snitched it out you know because why would the girl unless she wanted to lose get caught up in drama unless she's no, saying he she, took advantage of her or something i don't know nope. she got a million uh up front and right. then was getting like three hundred thousand over five yeah, years shit, I think. that's a she ain't messing up she anonymous letter with some buster it was either another chick who wanted to get put on who wasn't or some dude who was mad that's how i see it <laughs> and they just decided, hey, what's the best move to play this? Okay, go ahead. You're going to step down, whoop de boop put it in the press, make people feel like something happened. That's how they like it. You know, people in their emotions, they want to feel like something got happened. Yeah, something happened. And keep it pushing. Same thing with the, the Dave Chappelle when they got canceled at First Avenue a couple weeks ago. People was causing a ruckus. Okay, cool. We're going to move the show over to another venue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, yo, good, that good? You know, did they lose the money? Absolutely not. I, the, the rumor is, I heard conflicting reports, the rumor is the other venue owned by First Avenue. Oh, it'd be a, just agreed upon move. Hey, we know how the public works. They need something to feel like they validated. Go on and give them this. So they say they won. Go ahead. Dave's going to move over here. Still getting our bag, business as usual. We gave him a bottle. <laughs> you know, get I don't the, see why people are going in on Dave. Bottle, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't see why they're going in on Dave like this, man. You know, oh, like I see why. Why? You know, I don't have to agree with you, but I see you know, yeah. the people feel like he's going in on the LGBT community too much. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> Look, they don't have to watch this fucking show. It's that simple. No. Well, I said, I don't agree with it, but everyone has the right to protest. That's a part of America. Yeah, they do. They so do. you can do, you do you express yourself. Do you? Yes. Yeah, the right. But, you know, he got the right to do what he doing, and, and people, don't ha- people have the right not to like it. Exactly. And we, I guess we still have the right freedom to of speech. To not watch it. <laughs> so, so, they haven't taken that away. They just say you can't do it over here. Go do it over there. Cool. Did you deposit my money? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now I was I was sort of being funny, but I was wondering, like, man, would have been interesting if they did cancel this show there, and maybe they didn't have a different venue, and they said, "Well, he's going to do the show at Paisley Park." I would be curious to see the response. You know, (laughs) the Prince community would have lost their damn mind. (laughs) It would have been a civil war. You know, I, Prince, me, was a, oh, Prince was an icon for the gay community. You're going to have that transphobic asshole? Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> oh, I, I will say that I'm, I'm going to be surprised if they ever, you know, because Dave and Prince was cool and Dave appeared on one of Prince's mini movies, you know, before Dave blew, blew up, right? Yeah. Uh, Love yeah. One Another movie. They had Dave perform Basic Park. It would be interesting if they have, if there's a whole performance of that, that Prince has filmed. And if they came out with that now with the same, with, with it, and, and so it would almost force a, oh, so Prince is standing on the side of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what will happen. 
That's the messy side of me. <laughs> speaking of Prince, I forgot Steady about starting this. Shit. <laughs> speaking of Prince, uh, the word has come out that the estate has been settled, right? Yep. Apparently, uh, the, the families uh, and primary wave, all the heirs are mm. now taking control of the estate away from the bank, Comerica, not mistaken. And as assets are distributed, but apparently they have control. So would it be one part is a primary wave who has some heirs uh, shares. And then the other side was the ones who stood uh, together outside of those organizations. But now they are in control. I guess they're about to be in control. And I've seen uh, interesting responses online. Uh, I'm not going to say nobody's names. I'm not doing that, but uh, I'll try to find it. But, you know, there's, there's the camp that is cool. Okay. You know, cool. We'll see what happens. But I see, see more than not then, oh, this is going to be terrible. I got a bad feeling about this. Or, oh, I'm going to screw it up. And I'm trying to understand why do we, why do people feel that way uh, that they're going to possibly screw it up as opposed to, and I'm not saying the current estate holder screwed it up, but that bank had no, as far as I know, had never worked with Prince or worked with any artist of that stature before to be releasing music and stuff. And they seemed to do okay. They, they got people, they hired people to kind of consult for them or whatever. But if a bank can do it, I don't, why wouldn't they be able to do the same thing? Or why the assumption that it's going to be screwed up all of a sudden? With that said, if you want to answer the question, you can. And Pooh, what do you think? I'm confused and I need Mark to explain how this all worked out in the sense that uh, Comerica is out and now this estate thing is settled. Uh, I, I was just kind of like, I don't get it. So please, I'm, I'm going to defer to the lawyer. I'm hoping this means that the remaining uh, heirs that are still uh, on, I don't know, is it a state? Please help me explain what that is or not, um, are going to get paid what is owed to them. And hopefully they'll be able to collaborate to get more content pushed out and really, you know, engage with the fan base. I, I did see a number that they're supposed to each get like two million something dollars. You know, Great. Paid so, out. And, and there then is, like all of the liens that other lawyers had against the uh, family. I saw Mardell got a bag. Comerica got to pay that out. Once all that is paid out, and again, Comerica was really essentially only the trustee of the estate. And part of the duty of a trustee is to ensure and make the trust property grow and be profitable, which is you know, what Comerica has done pretty much. And now that the trust is settled and the estate is settled. Actually, we don't know that, do we? Well, it, it, well, hold on, hold on. If they say it's settled in this last paperwork, then it's settled. It's no, I'm over. saying we don't know if they made it profitable. <laughs> I'm saying we don't know how many of these products sold. It was profitable. It was profitable. It's an assumption. I'm just saying you, 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 you acknowledge that. It is an assumption. Well, that's definitely an assumption, but that's all I'm saying. Again, think about it. When you have, you know, music that's already completed, right? And now, actually, now you, now you got me. See, damn that's it, what I'm saying. We don't we don't know how much any of this these products. We got to get make. some sales figures now. <laughs> right. We don't, know, we don't know the budget. What it take to make these products, and yeah. we certainly don't know how if they turned a profit. That's all I'm saying. We don't know if it's profitable. We don't know. 
but it's over now. We just and know that they was collecting monies and paying people. It, it says that in the article, they were paying out millions, tens of millions of dollars every year to people who work for your state. That's what we do know. And another thing, you know, again, in addition to making it profitable, you got to keep, you know, ex- explicitly detailed records because there will be an audit some, at some point. We have so many people involved. Now that it is done, apparently, the Comerica, uh, Comerica the uh, primary wave people ooh, and the surviving heirs must work together now. Because right. we've read that the music is going to be transferred back to Paisley. Hopefully, they'll have an, what's it called, Iron Mountain or Stone Mountain or something like that, where the stuff is now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll have a facility like that built on site to keep it there, which is great. Uh, one of the siblings, I don't know who, said they want to start releasing more music. That's fine. And again, we've talked about this on the show you know, there are models out there of other artists who who do this on their own, you know, platform. You know, Neil Young does it. You know, a lot of people have their own thing of saying, look, you come to me and I'll turn you on to my stuff. And the Prince fan base will definitely support this. Definitely. So the fact that this is hopefully out, resolved, something's in my eye. <laughs> you throw me okay. off there for a second. Sorry, <laughs> threw me off. Um... Hopefully that this is now resolved, they can get back to, you know, being more proactive about his legacy and protecting it and getting things out that, you know, we as fans, we have no say in this, but we as fans are going to buy it anyway. So let's just continue to keep it moving because I got an alert on my Facebook thing one year ago today, my coming to America vinyl arrived. So that means a year without new music. I need more. <laughs> well, they gave you the Purple Rain live. Which does sound great. I was playing mm-hmm. that last night. You know, like you said, you know, Brown Mark did his thing. Mm-hmm. But I need, I need more. Well, let's le- read a little bit from the family on this and some of the comments. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from Sharon Nelson says, uh, what's the most important thing you think about when you think of Prince? The music. Absolutely. And where is it? It isn't here. So we're going to bring it back. That's what we're going to do. Uh, since for the family, it's all about music. They want to bring the music back that was moved from its vault in Paisley Park. Bring it back. It says, uh, once we have the music, then we're going to get the real good sound that they should have had six years ago. Let me read that back. Once we have the music, I guess once we have possession of it, we can go through. Then we're going to get to the real good sound that they should have had six years years ago we're going to bring his original music out what do you think she means by that this could be one of two things one of several things hopefully uh hit the first you know posthumous release was um wasn't that overseen by oh my man welton wasn't that him who essentially like just turned the knobs up on everything I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think on the Purple Rain one, <clears throat> the first Purple Rain Are you one. talking about the, the Purple Rain uh, reissue or remaster? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, know, that was actually made when Prince was alive. He was in control of that. But he let, but Welton had a big hand in the, 
production sure. and mixing of that. So did Prince. You know, but and as the releases have come, you know, so in succession, they've all sounded better and better and better. Mm-hmm. The problem, potential problem, is when you have so many people, so many, you know, cooks in the kitchen, who's going to call the shot? Well, I want to get so-and-so. Well, I want to get such-and-such. Well, let's get this new guy. So I don't know. I mean, because there's a a split in the Prince community. Some people say, look, if we can get Jam and Lewis, get him. Some people say, if we can get, you know, Winnie and Lisa, get him. Some people say, if we can get, you know, Femi Jaya, get him. You know, it's like, look, let's, let's hopefully let cooler heads prevail here and well, you know, give this some real deep thought on how best to proceed here. Because a lot of this stuff really does need a remaster, especially the earlier stuff. Because you listen to, like, you know, The Sign of the Times now and the original one, night and day. So, so you think did, she's talking about the sound quality? I think mean? she's talking about, I'm, I'm hoping she's think, talking about the sound quality. That's how I took it. Gotcha, gotcha. And Pooh. What do you think she meant by that? I want, I want to, we, we're going to get the real good sound that they should have had six years ago. We're going to bring his original music out. I have no idea. This and is an older I, black woman saying this. I'm just putting that out there too. I'm just, right, here you like, go. Well, I'm just, it, I think it matters. <laughs> I, I'm confused by two things she said. One bringing this, one bringing the music back to Paisley or to Minneapolis. I thought that they made that decision to move it out of there is because the masters were in poor shape and where they were bringing it to would uh, help with keeping the degradation. And two, as far as that sound, you know, I guess you're trying to hint at you know an older black woman as far as some of the more black sounding stuff coming out that I'm not sure. I don't know what she's listened to that's in that vault. So for me, I think it's going to be more. So the purple, the purple rain pop era is coming back. Okay. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. I want love sexy live out. That's what I want. Right. Put I, I that think, out. I think she's talking about the styled styling of the music. I wouldn't be surprised if she's meaning that classic Minneapolis, the first thing you, because she remember she says, what's the most important thing you think about when you think of Prince, the music? And then she goes on to talk about the real good music, and she's telling you whatever they've been doing for the last six years, that ain't it, in her opinion, right? She made a point to say six years from today. So I think she's talking about that classic Prince sound. She says, we're going to bring his original music out. All the music they've put out has been original music. So I don't think she's not ever saying they never play original music. I think she's talking about the original kind of what some people think of Prince when they think of him. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to push or she would be trying to push for, you know, that, you know, uh, 80s early shit that we fell in love with at the beginning type of shit. As opposed to maybe what she thinks has been going on the last six years, which has been Purple Rain stuff and Sign of the Times, the originals. If they did a a Dirty Mind remaster, shit, I'm the first one in line. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was listening to um, 
of the Beatles last night listening to uh God their the Let It Be album, the brand new, you know, remaster overseen by George Martin and all that, and I compared it with the original recording. Oh my god. If they get you know, if they pick the right people to oversee the remastering of you know Dirty Mind and Controversy, oh it will be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> We read a little bit more comments here. So inside the courtroom, Prince's attorney spoke about the loss of two of Prince's siblings, Alfred Jackson and John L. Nelson, during the battle for the estate. Quote, which calls into question some of the laws of the state of Minnesota and how we can possibly look for future laws to possibly protect elders and people in situations like this so that they don't have to go through such a rigorous progress, said L. Uh, Londell McMillan. Three of Prince's heirs sold their interest to a company called Primary Wave, dividing heirs into two camps. Quote, they could have at least followed us, but they didn't. But it's okay, Nelson said. In the end, family pulled together because it's all about the music and Prince's legacy. Quote, we have no choice. We have to work together, said Nelson. So it sounds like to me, even though there was some division, you know, some the family sold their company, some of their shares to this big company. Some of them decided to stay with themselves. Even she said, hey, you know what? It's all good now. We're going to work together. We got to. I'm adding, we all we got. <laughs> <laughs> so I have high hopes for this. I'm like, cool. The family's in control. They can get, they can get some bread. And let's see what happens. Uh, some of the comments, like she said, she's making comments about the music and saying it's going to be different. I'm intrigued. You know, I'm curious to see what that means. I've liked what we've gotten the last six years. It's been cool. Uh, some great releases. I think the biggest one for me personally was the Sign of Times. I, I, the 1999 one was stellar as well. Uh, but we've also seen things where I think people, the fans were like, Man, we're kind of seeing the same people being spotlighted. You know, can they switch it up? We seem to not hear from certain people. Some conspiracy theorists be like, ah, we're not really hearing from them. Yeah. So hopefully now we got people of the cult, you know, say what you want about Londell McMillan. He do understand what Prince means to people, particularly, you know, us. And like, you know, Londell's, he's he been around Michael. Wasn't Lindell in that book, the Michael book with the, the security guards? And Lindell gave Mike his credit card. Said, "Mike, you you don't got money problems? I'll float you, Playboy. I got you." Now Mike ran his cards, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I give Lindell props for do that though, like because that's Michael Jackson. I know what you mean. Somebody got their music playing, and of course, you know Lindell. I don't know if he still owns it, but he owns the Source magazine. You know, they, they always do the power 50 or whatever that is. And he always makes a point to give props to people in the industry who's doing stuff for the culture. So I'm curious to see what this will do. Now, of course, Jay-Z came out blasting on it. But that's big, that's big boss foolishness talk that them brothers should have kept under wraps. But other side from that, at least we know, this is how my take of, at least whether you agree or not, at least we know who the people are now. Before, it's just some faceless people who, who was in control. You don't know 
what's you don't know who's accountable or who do you who you know who you should be talking about that's making choices. Now we can say, well, it's the families making choices, primary way of making choices, and now we know who to whose feet to hold to the fire if we have to. But I'll be tribal to say I I I am happy to have some black folks. The family that's in control. Now they could trick it off. It's quite possible. Same way with the the bank could trick it off or don't know what they're doing and and act goofy and do stuff like they did to Morris. It could go either way. But I'm intrigued. Uh, it's a, I think this is a celebration personally, because I would tell and I'm a, I'll do done after this. I'm pretty sure Prince, even if he didn't leave a will for his family. I don't think he worked all them years. And if you would have said, hey, Prince, you know, when you're going to be gone, bro, you know, the bankers, they're going to eat off you, playboy. Their kids going to college, <laughs> all of the music you think you're doing, you own, they're going to take that. I bet you, fuck that. <laughs> I don't think he would have been like, I don't care. Like, shit. So I'm glad that at least it's going partly there. And we'll see what happens, man. And Pooh. You did weigh in, but I don't, I, I don't know if you Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. Well, Big Sexy, do you have anything that you want to add? No, I mean, let's just see where it goes. You know, they've got the ownership as family, you know, so where's in the will? It goes to them. They have it. What are you going to do with it? Right. So, you know, because I look at, you know, over at the Michael Jackson side of town, not a lot has come out from, from that crew. And they're cashing the check. They don't. What they don't need to do nothing. Mike already but, did the work. But they did. They did the one album was Escape. Was that the one? Right. And since then, wait till okay. wait till the money get low. <laughs> 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 they eating so good. Uh, Mike had already laid it down. So it's just like pff, Thriller still Thriller selling like hotcakes. Well, we need to release anything. Now I, mean, I know for the fan perspective, yeah, you. But I'm just saying they are running a business. They're not running a fan appreciation organization, and they don't care. You know, you know what I mean? They look the estate is swimming in and swimming in dough. So for us, it's like, well, why they're not doing nothing? But you know, if you look at it from this, we eat. You ain't got to do nothing. The, the Jackson family <laughs> is paid. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're successful. Michael won. <laughs> we won. <laughs> We don't have to shuck and jive to go out there and make you happy. We already he did that, so we don't have to. All we got to do is reap the blessings. I I I take that as a win personally. I, shit, if my family didn't have to do a goddamn thing, how come they don't put out no more Prince podcast? Nigga, his kids are paid. I would be in heaven happy. Not worried about putting out enough. Now, but again, I. I am a fan, so I, I want the stuff too. The same way with Prince, I would want them to put stuff out. But I would also, well, I wouldn't be mad if the Prince estate was in the position where they were just clocking bag truckloads of money and they didn't have to do nothing. I'm like, that's what Prince was working for. He won then. That's more important to me personally, but I get the other side too. But yeah, Mike, the Jackson estate, that's a different thing, man. You know, I want the Prince of State to be in that position where he's like, you know what, we can, we can slow play. The, the, the grandbabies, is, everyone is caked up and taken care of. The Nelsons are winning. You know? So some dude on Twitter is crying because he didn't get the bootleg release. Man, relax. 
But anyway, um, oh yeah, the we'll just jump in on this. The, the uh, Beyonce album had leaked. Remember a couple of days earlier, or something like that, or a week earlier. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a big thing online. Like the Beehive got they weren't Uh-oh. having. <laughs> You better not download it. Real fans don't ever do that. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I said something on Twitter. I was like, you know, you know, I said, I said other fan bases have damn near got bootleg record companies <laughs> to, yeah. to put out this shit. But the Beehive, <laughs> they on code code. I was like, I respect that. He said, Beyonce worked too hard, and you niggas ain't gonna be listening to it two days before. You better respect the queen. I was like, okay. <laughs> Shit. I need the that energy. is real. Yeah, they, they on cold with her. I said, I love it. I love it. Because I know, let's say, the Prince community, nigga. <laughs> Not like that. They didn't have Blu-rays to sell if they could. (laughs) Inlay 15 booklet page book. (laughs) I don't give a damn where the money goes. (laughs) We want the music. (laughs) Uh, Lord. They don't know this needs to be free for the public to consume. Right, (laughs) right. Knowing if you took they shit. Oh, wait a minute. That's different. I need my money. So let me ask this, gentlemen, and this just popped into my head as earlier as you guys were talking about uh, the film. Have the three of us discussed San Diego Comic-Con? No, we have not. So we can start that. (laughs) Two things came out that caught my eye. Uh, The Black Panther trailer or excuse me, Wakanda Forever trailer, and the She-Hulk trailer, and that led me to actually watch the last five minutes of Ms. Marvel, which, again, that is not for me, but Ms. Marvel had a cameo in the in the last episode. It sets up where she's going next. It was interesting. It was interesting. And, of course... This story about the Daredevil series and the next Marvel slate of things coming out. Shall we? Uh, go ahead. I didn't watch Miss Marvel, but where do you, you want to start? Well, <clears throat> let's start with the elephant in the room and Wakanda for, forever. A lot was happening in there that I had to go back myself and rewatch a few times just so I could see what the hell was going on. A lot of people are critical. A lot of people are excited. It is generating a lot of talk. I am in the excited camp simply because of where the story is going to go. And let's see where, where it takes things. It looks great. They, they made Namor a little too... I'm going to be PC here. His neck wear thingy, all of the outfits is... A little too festive, you know, for, wow. being, for being for being underwater that deep. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a minute! Not there's nothing wrong with that. First off, I'm like, I'm like, first off, we got to deal with this is a superhero comic book property. Second of all, you said underwater. I'm just like, if we're accepting all that other stuff, why are we looking at? Why are we trying to dissect that gear like we at the Met Gala? Come on. 
It's too festive. He can't he can't fight crime with that. <laughs> like what? Now when you say it's too festive, do you mean it's too fruity? Uh, oh, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that phrase. <laughs> I'm just trying to get clarity, that's all. It reminds me of an episode of I Love Lucy from way back in the day when she's trying to be a Vegas showgirl and has this impossibly big ass headpiece on and couldn't wear. Uh, okay. That's what I mean. <laughs> Clean that up. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> now the thing about it is you didn't mention in water, and that, that here's me getting all technical and fanboy geeked out. I'm like, well, if it's in water, it's not going to be that big of an issue because, you know, the, the water, the, it's not going to be too heavy in water. But, you know, whatever. Well, the thing is that when, when a person or machination or whatever, when you're used to that type of insane pressure from those depths, yeah, as a, your body's accustomed to it. That does not mean the physical characteristics of other property has that same existence. Hmm. Damn, we got all thoughtful, didn't we? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, what I've seen since we last we spoke on this, what, what was it, Thursday or Wednesday, Mike? Did we talk about this? Yeah. And, which, that video got blocked. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was because of the, the Prince trailers. They, they blocked that. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> but we went live, right? Yeah, we did. We went oh, live. Okay. But, you know, since then, I've seen some in the Latino, Latinx community, how Hispanic community, they're actually giving props to Ryan Coogler and Marvel for their inclusion of the of the Hispanic, the native, the indigenous. Thing? Yes, yeah. yes. You know, which I'm like... Okay, um, I I was a little critical, definitely very critical of the of the Black Panther African American community. I felt being pushed to the side for these other characters, but you know, seeing you know Hispanic community giving it up for hey, thank you for including us. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm willing to. To go a little bit with, I'm willing to to pull back one of the daggers about this new film. You know, I've seen people on Twitter come out and say point blank, "I ain't going." Right, don't go then. Shit, stay your ass alone. You know, how are you gonna, you know, make a decision that vehement without seeing the film or hearing about the story? Right. I, I mean. I'm not mad either way. Uh, it, it's it's just a, it's just a movie. That's all it At is. At the end of the day, it is just a movie. All it is. Now, when I was when I would think of stuff like Spike Lee movies, always had to go day. You know, I don't know if I want day one, but we going. I'm going to see Spike. It wasn't just a movie because it was from us by us. I know I knew what it took for him to make that movie where he came from. So I was a fan of him. I wanted to see him win. And he delivered. Like his movies was dope. So to me, it's different. This, I am a Marvel fan. I'm a, well, let me say that. I'm a comic book fan first. So any comic book movies got my attention. I love most Marvel movies. There's a lot I don't like. But at this point, after seeing the trailer, I'm like, hey, man. As I said earlier, this is their property. <laughs> we love to adopt shit, and I'm all with that. But at the end of the day, this is a 
This is Stan- didn't Stanley create Black Panther? Yes, Stanley created that. Uh, I saw a Judge Joe Brown did one of the real did a cold breakdown of Black Panther, and I didn't I couldn't look through it through his eyes because he's a lot older, and he was he was bringing up the original Black Panther Stanley and why he thought even back then it was disrespectful. <laughs> so he has a whole different older more experienced take on it, which I was like, the way he broke it down, I really not going to be concerned about it no more. Like, I hope, I can just hope that it's good. I'll be there day one. I want it to be a good movie, but if it ain't, or if they go in a direction I don't care for, I don't have no emotion about it that way either. It'd be forgotten and I'm going to keep it pushing because uh, it, it is just a movie and I don't benefit necessarily nothing from it one way or the other, whether I enjoy it or not. So it's cool. Uh, I get why some people are way more into it one way or the other, of the supporting side and the detractor side. I get that too. Like it's your right to be excited about products. I'm excited about Star Wars and different things. No, no issue. I'm just not for this anymore. I've changed from what I was when the first one came out. And it's a different America, quite frankly. Then when that first one came out to where we're at right now, uh, it's a different day out here. <laughs> what we was dealing with back then, was Trump was in office yet when Black Panther came out? Or was he? I can't remember. Was that, what, 16, 18? Should I remember. We've been through so much. It, you know, George, George Floyd has happened. There's so many different things that happened. The, the conversation amongst us online is different. We're coming off of Biden and all. So what it meant back then, it don't necessarily mean the same to me at this point. And that's cool. It's just a comic book movie. You know, I would feel no different if it was a horror movie that was very popular and it was black people in it. That's cool. You know, some Stephen King created thing. I'm not going to base my life on that shit. Like, it's fantasy. And one so, thing, go ahead. and I, I'm I'm pinning part part of this on your uh, doorstep, Michael Dean. Mm-hmm. In the last few years, with the the real ascension of the Marvel movies, particularly Winter Soldier, Endgame, Black Panther, and um, Civil War, I have become a full on 4K film snob. Now, having said that, once Wakanda Forever comes out, if it if the story keeps in line with those four films, I'll have it on 4K and I'll be looking down my nose and poo-pooing other films like I do now. But that's as far as I'm going to go. You know, um, I was trying to be mature for once, but I saw on Twitter a certain personality you know, getting getting into it with, with my man Simbarash over this and I'm like, man, find something to do. But I'm not gonna do that. You know, let's just see when the movie comes out. Was it coming in November, I believe? Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens in November. And you know, but, I feel oh go ahead. I was gonna say, but first we have something in July, don't we? Isn't something coming up pretty pretty or in August? Isn't something coming out now? The, the Woman the King? Flight? Oh, the Marvel suit? No. I mean, I know you're talking about She-Hulk, but... That's not now, is it? I think it's next month, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, but okay. back to Black Panther, 
to, to me, I, I get what you said that, okay, we don't own it. It's not ours. But at the same token, I, it's important that we still show up for that film in the sense that it's a it's a black directed story. It's a black produced, a black written. There's black actors, Lapita, um, Letitia Wright, our queen, Angela Bassett, Winston Duke. So we do need to show up. Can I to, ask you a question, though? I, yes, not, not that I disagree with you, but if that logic holds, then you have to. Then that would mean you'd have to show up for every black thing. Regardless if you cared about it or not, right? Soul plane. <laughs> I didn't show up for that one, no. <laughs> but I mean, to the extent of at this large scale and what it could do for black actors, black producers, black directors, black writers in that industry. And the fact that, yes, ultimately the white corporation is going to get all the money, but with the residual effects for Ryan Coogler, for uh, Lupita, for Letitia, for Angela Bassett, for Winston Duke, that they have another number one grossing film, that the property Black Panther, the black superhero can be shown once again that, hey, there this can make money when you have when we believe the majority of Hollywood doesn't want to. But, but we already done that. We did that the last one, didn't we? Yeah, but you. Mike, why you acting brand new? Why you acting brand new? Because I'm asking questions. Like, why do we got to come out and show support for? I'm, I'm, I'm saying if we don't even, if we don't even like it, why do we have to come out for this to show? Don't they have to come out for us to make me want to give the money? You absolutely. This is their product. It ain't mine. Absolutely right. But you I mean, just have a great job. Great. But then that means we would have to come out for everyone at their job because they're black. But we don't do that. No. But what would make this one different? That for me, are the, the people, the people that are quote unquote boycotted, boycotted for two reasons. One, they want recast T'Challa. They want to say this. Most of the recast T'Challa people are not with the boycott. That is not a part of the recast T'Challa movement. It has never has been. Okay, so those are people that ain't really so, not a part of the movement. Go ahead. So you got the re, yeah the recast T'Challa uh, cr- uh, uh, contingency, and then you have those that are like, oh, where's the black leads at? And okay. I can see both both point of views, but the story itself. Let's let's get let's get to that. Is it are you are, well, we don't based know on what you're seeing? Right? I'm like based on what you're seeing. Are you seeing? Oh, this is a shit story. No, well, we don't know this, the story. So, based on what you've seen, based on what you, we see, they've killed T'Challa. That's all I can tell you. Right, right. Now some but people just, don't agree with that. So right. you're saying they should go spend their money even though they don't agree with that? Well, I mean, I say. Don't go if you if you don't want to spend your money because you want to child, that's fine. But just to say, oh, I'm not going to give my, my dollars because uh, I don't I'm not liking this, that and the other. I'm like, but there's there's a point that can be made here with those black dollars being spent. Absolutely. And then on top of that, sure. with the, and I, I, I made this point in a, in a board. You're saying boycott Black Panther for whatever reason. But right. what are you what are you encouraging the black community to spend their money on? Is it the well, one we don't king? have to spend our money at all, actually, really? 
True. But I'm gonna <laughs> I say, say save it, actually. That would be the best interest of black humanity. But go ahead. <laughs> it's like, are you are you pushing for the woman king? What if uh, we don't want to push for that either? Well, that's, it's almost like you're asking me, well, you can either take Obama or you can take Biden no, I'm or not, Trump. No, I'm not, you have I, to vote, though. So you got to take wow, one. Of the, that's what go. I'm saying. You're giving choices. No, not, what if I'm you don't agree with any one of these choices? I'm, abs- I'm absolutely not saying that. But I'm saying it's like, okay, can we put that energy towards making something else a success? Can we do that? Sure. Yeah. But what is that? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, and I'm saying for those who are saying the boycott T'Challa, I'm boycott Black Panther. Can you give us the alternative? What if there is no alternative though? You don't have. We're talking about products. You don't have to buy anything. <laughs> that's that's an alternative. Theory, yes, that right? is There's no reason. You don't, we don't need to go to the movies. However, <laughs> if you, however, as we all know, we want to be entertained. And right. one of the things that we go watch a and one of the things movie. How about that? Right. <laughs> and one of the things that they that we constantly have conversations about is more representation in the in in film industry for our stories. So I'm like, okay, Black Panther. It's not our story. That's what I, I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I moved on from that. Oh, okay. I'm saying that there are there well, are no, alternatives. Right. There's, there's other yes. movies out there you can go see that I'm sure are black. Right. Exactly. They may not be in the theater. You could go stream it. There's a ton of black movies, right? Yeah. So we don't have to go. I was gonna say you don't have to go see any of those movies you mentioned. That's true. And they you can go hey, read a black are, book. How about that? Yeah. That, hey, there you go. I'm saying give us the alternative. Please well, there's give us tons, the there's alternative. Tons, there's tons of alternatives. You're only talking about the alternatives that the mainstream is giving you. Those no, are the two big, just, that's just, the biggest movie in America. I the biggest movie. I Why are we focused con- on that? That's what I'm saying. I literally just conceded that, yes, that is a good point as far as books, as far as streaming. And I'm saying, please give us the alternative to Black Panther well, as opposed to, tons. hey, don't spend that money and da-da-da-da. Try, try The Woman King. Try reading uh, Kendrick. Try reading... Uh, Autobiography of Malcolm X. I'm 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 cool with that. Yes, but people have the the right to boycott. You don't have to. You don't have to have a. There's no reason you need to have an alternative to boycott something. If you don't want it, that's your right. You don't have to have an answer just otherwise. And and putting that on black people, I don't agree with that. Like when when people say, "Oh, I'm going to boycott Star Wars," because we don't say, "Well, you got to give white folks another alternative." We don't need that either. We don't have to do that either. They're trying to sell to us. We don't have to give them alternatives. And we don't have to give ourselves alternatives. If we don't like what we see, you don't have to buy it. And if you do like what you see, great, do you. But everyone else doesn't have to go along with it one way or the other. There's no other, there doesn't have to be a reason for anything. You don't like it, that's well enough. That's your reason. Doesn't matter if somebody, if somebody says, hey, I don't like Black Panther because there's no black man in it, or there's too many black women. Okay, I don't agree with you. Do you? Next? Why? Why would I fight that? Like I don't. I don't. It's not my movie. <laughs> okay, what you do one way or the other? That's what I'm saying. We it's, we seem to. I get why we want to adopt it, but I'm just curious to like, if we just honest question, just because it says Black Panther, which. If a movie was made today, it wouldn't be called that. They would get clowned, right? We're not going to even have that conversation. That doesn't mean we have to be like, we're going to support this on code. It's not an uncode product. Are there some great, talented, spectacularly black people that work on it? Absolutely. Should we support them if you want to? Absolutely. But they just work there. 
It's like if you went to the McDonald's, there's a lot of black people that work at that fast food place, restaurant. Now it's owned by some other individual who doesn't live in the community, but there's white people that's flipping the fries, so I'm gonna go over there and spend my money. Okay. They're still gonna make the $10 an hour, though you know that, right? They don't own it. Maybe we should tell them, hey, you're doing just as good enough a job doing the same thing working for them. Why don't you start your own? And we're going to support that. We can go work over there for Tyler. They got a company you can go set up and get shut. Studios. Said, yeah, but it's not the. Well, that's your choice. But I ain't mad at you either. We don't, we don't have to support nothing. And if you want to, great. But we're not obligated to watch any of these movies, really. They, but we are you, obligated to back, vote blue. No right. Sure. If, if you look at how they was treating Black Panther before that movie came out, they didn't think this shit was going to work. No, they didn't really think that much of it either, right? It's like, oh, shit. When they, they, I remember listening to the commentary when they was on the Infinity War movie. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they just finished rap of a movie, you know. We had to put him in somehow. So we kind of had this. And he's like, man, if we would have known what we had known, we would have had this way bigger. <laughs> what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know that shit was going to blow. And they didn't, they didn't think it would. We on Captain America, blah, 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 blah. Okay, T'Challa's going to be in here. Cool. You know. So they, they got lucky. But you know, we're not going to sit here and act like they giving us a reason to live or something. It's just a move. So you saying we're not going to be crying in the theater when we see father and dad talking? No, I'm saying you should if you enjoy it, but you shouldn't be forced to cry. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> I'm going to be there day one. I'm I want there, it to be good. I'm going to be there day negative two. But you know, I'm not going to be, oh, they didn't service the community. Or, or you're not real black if you don't. Hey. Stop it. Because well, know that they don't care. They'll have a new one. Or maybe they won't now. Right? <laughs> but what they will do is they're going to have another product whether you agree with it or not. That's the only thing, guarantee, I can take away from these movies. And if you ain't there to start They ain't got it, product coming. Yeah, so they ain't. That's what I said. They don't care. <laughs> so I, I going to... Why should I? They're going to do what they want to do. They have their plan. Um, I'm not mad at it. <clears throat> yeah, they got Ant-Man in the Wilds. How Ant-Man got three films before uh, Black Panther got his second, I'll never know. Well, yeah. I think we all know. They love Paul Rudd. The Guardians of the Galaxy, May 5th, 2023. They got Blade, November 3rd, 2023. I'm, I'm ready for that. The Marvels, July 28, 2023. And then they have TV shows, Secret Invasion, Echo, Loki, and Ironheart all coming out next year. There you go. I always wondered, man, what happens when if some of these aren't good, though, and they're already locked into making these movies and people are past? <laughs> that was, that's that's going to be interesting if, if that ever happens. You know, or where they'd be like, you know, we're, we're going to cancel those other ones. <laughs> pull back a little bit. They've just been in the position of winning so far, but it, it seems like the tide is kind of slowly turning a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know? yeah, Black Widow was definitely a miss. Eternals, to a certain extent, was a miss. Huge um, miss. Uh, Doctor, 
Doctor Strange and I guess Doctor Strange I think was a hit, but Thor I don't know. Um, did we ever talk about Thor? I never saw it. The third, the last one uh, I haven't seen either. Uh, I'm waiting, I'm yeah, waiting for Disney Plus. It, it, it's okay. It's it's an okay film. Yeah. Um, I, it's making its money, but I mean, it's definitely not hitting like the Ragnarok was. So, um, they're gonna we're gonna have Billy and Kevin Feige's here. You better kick ass with Black Panther or else. I think Black Panther is gonna be the one that turns the top. I don't want it to, but I feel like this one's gonna be way more important than even they're anticipating in terms of either it's gonna be a super hit. Or it's going to be so much strong backlash. And it almost seems like the backlash is getting louder a little bit as it's coming along. And I'm curious what they're going to do to sort of get in front of that. I don't know if putting another, a real trailer out that kind of maybe says it's going to happen or something. But I feel like they got to do something. Just the, the, the conversation seems like it's starting to turn a little bit. But you already got the new ends going in on all the changes. <laughs> And now you got some black people kind of questioning, eh, they're getting hit from both sides. Like they're trying to be diverse. There's the opposition to that. And then there's the T'Challa the, the thing. It's like, man, there's a lot they're dealing with. And I don't know if they just got their head in the sand. They're just like, hey, we're just going to make great, keep going forward with announcing new stuff. But I wonder if there's somebody that's looking at the landscape. Man, the tide's kind of turning. We want to announce 16 more. We might, not, we might not get to six of these bitches, let alone 16, but okay. I was, you know, you got Captain America gone. You got Iron Man gone. And on top of that, you have Robert Downey Jr., who was a great fucking ambassador for the MCU, who from all reports, he enjoyed that character. And... I just don't feel like they've replaced that. Who do they got that's replaced those two that can give that get really has that fan service to them? It's hard to do. Robert Downey was just a you know organic, natural. You know what I mean? Like it was magic. Yeah. Now they're trying to recreate magic, and they just haven't found that yet. There's really no lead character in the entire MCU at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. I- I think they might have it with Wolverine if they cast that right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying they, they don't have that. That's again, that's no. still trying yeah. to like make magic happen, but it may not work. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't. That's why they, they're just sort of just trying to see what's going to stick, and nothing is sticking. And it's really interesting that that Tom Holland hadn't become that yet. But I guess again, that speaks to he ain't Robert Downey Jr. But I'll, I'll take it a step further. He ain't uh, Tobey Maguire. I think he had more right. engagement with the fan base than Tom Holland has. He's great Peter Parker, in my opinion, great Spider-Man. But as far as on the press junket to really galvanize the, the MCU fan base, he's not doing it. That's because those movies, you take Tony Stark out of those movies interaction, it ain't pop by itself. I don't know. I like the way he's introduced to the MCU. He was Tony Stark in Civil War. You take that out, he wouldn't. And then his movie had Tony. Again, he's popping because he was at the time when the MCU was hot, hot. And his shit was pretty good, but he they was hot, hot. Put it up now. 
he ain't that like you said, Tom Holland ain't that character. Damn, yeah, I'm like I'm looking at that. I'm like, oof. And then you got, and now I'm looking at Anthony Mackie, Captain America, New World Order. Damn, I feel for you, bro. I feel for you. Maybe he might be the, he, he, you never know. He could be the one. And something like mm. we're not, we're all under, not looking that hard. Maybe he might come and it might be his time to shine. Like, yeah, y'all doubt it. I'm going to show you some Pap Caps in America. You, you never know. And mm. it'd be one of those, like, they may get lucky the same way they didn't know about the original Black Panther. They got lucky. And everyone, it was great. If I'm being a betting man, I think it might be Mahershala Ali with Blake. Because I think Mahershala has that swag to him. And I guess we'll see what he looks like in the Blade outfit. Yeah, it's going to come down to that when those pictures drop or that first trailer, boy. Because we still, I I ain't forgot Wesley. (laughs) That's Blade to me. And because I was thinking like, because they cast the guy who plays Homelander to be Dracula. I'm like, you know, why did they go to Wesley? But at the same token, it's like, ah, as much as I'd want that, because I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool full circle move. It'd kind of be in your face that Mahershala ain't Wesley as Blade. Uh, I, I, I would have cast it. I would say cast Wesley as Whistler. He was the helper. He, he was the older dude. And we just knew in a meta way. Yo, he now the kids might remember. Yo, that was the original Blade. The same way in the Shaft movie with Samuel Jackson, he had the original Shaft was like you know passed it down to him. It's like, oh, that's my helper. He was the original OG. But but we'll see. I, I hope it's dope. I, I want. Please don't fuck up Blade. Yeah, because I I just don't see Guardians of the Galaxy, the Marvels, especially the Marvels, because Brie Larson hasn't hit as Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know, and then we got Secret Invasion, the TV show with Samuel Jackson. Which I mean, I don't know if you can go wrong with that at all. I hope it's good. Yeah. Well, aren't they building up to a Secret Wars type thing? Yeah, I think the first Avengers. I think it's in twenty twenty no twenty twenty five. I think it's two Avengers films. Uh, Avengers Kang Dynasty. And uh, Jonathan Majors, I don't know what he's doing, but bruh is yoked the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what he got training for, but he ready to kick somebody's ass. Is he in the new Creed movie or something? That I'm not sure. You know, more I feel like I, I saw pictures of him in Michael B. Jordan or something. And then the other, um, uh, it's uh, Avengers Secret Wars. Hmm. Yeah, that's man. As you said, twenty twenty five. Yeah, Jonathan Majors is in uh, the Creed movie. Yeah, I just yeah. looked that up. Who who was Jonathan Majors? What did he been in? Uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, he was the, the the lead star. I forgot his name. And uh, he was in. You know, did you watch the Loki series? Yeah. Yeah, he he made his debut as a uh, Kane. Oh, oh he was yeah. in the five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He was in the Five Bloods as well. Was he? No, 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 no. That's right. Uh, he was the son of uh, Daryl Linmore's character, right? I think Ooh. he was. Now that you say that, yeah, vaguely remember. Yep. All right. Any other Marvel stuff? Now, did Daredevil Born Again? The eighteen episode season. 
Yeah. I know Mark got to be excited about that. You know, I rewatched the last episode of season three and Kingpin does know his identity, but they can still do the born again storyline because the Kingpin got locked up at the end of the uh, Netflix series. So I'm, I'm guessing they're going to have Matt on his merry little way. Da, da, da. Things are going to happen. Eventually, Karen Page will become a crack hole and will give it up. He'll give up his identity somewhere to someone else. But Kingpin already has it. Wow. And then Kingpin will start doing things behind the scenes to slowly destroy Murdoch's life. And we'll see what happens. If they get this right, game changer. If they get it right. Because they can use this to lead into the underboss story that Bendis did, you know, following up on that. Because in that story, you know, Kingpin obviously knows who he is, but the Kingpin's flunkies knew too, but they didn't say anything. And one guy comes from out of town, finds out, like, you guys didn't do anything? And this guy, in defiance of the Kingpin, makes moves. Great great story and because they're doing it over 18 episodes I'm thinking they're going to incorporate some of that in there too I don't know what's you guys' favorite Marvel TV series I have to go Luke Cage season one actually season one and season two okay are they bringing him back at all I I have to go Daredevil I I haven't heard anything about him coming back interesting I like I like the actor playing Cage, but you know they just I don't know it wasn't Cage enough to me. Hmm. Now, granted, I didn't want him in the seventies yellow shirt and the the gold, the brass tiara, <laughs> you know, running around saying "Sweet Christmas." Oh, there he is. But eh, it could have been a little better. But we all can agree that Iron Fist was horribly miscast, and it just got worse from there. Hmm. You said your favorite was Daredevil? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what my favorite one was. Uh, maybe the Winter Soldier, Captain America thing. But I haven't watched any of them over. Still haven't seen Miss Marvel or Moon Knight. Moon Knight was pretty good. You know, it took a little bit to get used to because I'm not, I'm not really you know, familiar with that character as well. I watched from what I saw last night of Ms. Marvel and somebody put this perfectly. This is for the young YA, YA crowd. It ain't for us. The way it's shot, the way it's presented, it is not for us. And that's good. You know, you got to have something for everybody. Oh, I, I'm sorry. No, my favorite one was what if that that's my favorite. Oh, what if was whack. I like some now some of the stories I like better than the regulars, like the Doctor Strange ones. I thought was, was really great. Yeah, what if I enjoyed the what ifs? I think only one I really didn't like was the Captain Carter one. I didn't like what if because it was it it just stayed in the MCU, which I which I understand, you know. But what if should have been just really wide ranging since it was animated. But what are you gonna do? Like I said, this is a business. So, you know, they know what they're selling. All right. Uh, any other Comic-Con? What is DC doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is DC doing? 
fucking it up. <laughs> you have all of that IP and you came to Comic-Con with Black Adam and Shazam. That was it. Well, they can't talk about the Flash. It's too much smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he fucked that up, man. Uh, we can talk about DC Super Pets. Yay. Yeah, that just came yeah. out. Um, now, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat willing to give them a, a pass considering they just went through uh, leadership change again with Discovery buying Warner. So they're getting that all sorted out and maybe coming up with their plan. But I just was like, the rumors of Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, announcing mm-hmm. a new Man of Steel 2, possibly Snyderverse on the HBO Max, announcing the next Batman, Wonder Woman even, and we got Shazam and Black Adam. And I was just like, really, that's it? Wow. All right. Yeah, again, you know, the, the other side of it, I would say, is that, you know... <laughs> You don't need to be Marvel or, you know, I, I don't, the, these movies companies don't necessarily need to have a slate of movies. Like that's a Marvel Star Wars thing. Uh, I would hesitate for other studios to be trying to follow that. If you ain't got bangers established, you, you ain't going to get to movie 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's not a normal thing. That's a Marvel thing. Cause they got the success. So I'm not necessarily mad for them to be not having like, chapter one through seven movies laid out they don't even get the first movie right then you can worry about trying to follow some super success outlier so i'm not necessarily mad about that if if they don't have their shit proper i would rather they focus on what they got and work that first but they don't need to be trying to duplicate marvel and sony for that none of them get get some ill first Get an establishment. I don't think DC's they just don't have that established. It's just too much. They don't know where they want to go, so I don't think they want to lock. They don't want to tip their hand to nothing until they see what's working. And they don't know what that flash. If they got to move that flash around, and that seemed like that flash movie was sort of pushing the uh, connected universe a, a certain direction. But if they're gonna have to maybe pivot from that, they might want to be careful what they reveal. Because now we found out that Ben Affleck, after all that, I ain't never coming back. He's going to be an Aquaman too, <laughs> right? So maybe they're maybe they're doing stuff and they're just not ready to show us. But obviously they're working because they, no. you know, stuff leaks out like that. It's just they don't have it together where they want to show us right now. I'm not mad at that. Now, Mike, on your conspiracy, brother, do you think that that legitimately happened, or one of others set that up where? It got revealed by randomly the uh, the uh, Warner Brothers Lot Tour fans saw Ben Affleck going on coming off the stage with uh, Jason Momoa. Well, that's a good question. I, I only saw the video. I don't know if you posted it where Jason Momoa was. He walks into the trailer. Yeah, he walked. He allegedly walked off the set, and there's that um, that tour guide with all those people with their cameras, and he's right, like, "Well, we tried to keep it, but the set isn't locked." And yeah, then he so walks that, into Ben Affleck. That's him releasing that. So I assume he ain't releasing no footage without proper authorization. This is a business, and, and none of those people in the audience or in the tour bus filmed nothing. So yeah, the whole thing is no, no. They had their cameras. They had the cameras. I uh, know, but I guess and, they have footage of Ben Affleck on their cameras. That, that means nothing. No, Affleck was walking with him. Oh, they showed that. That's why I was. I, yeah, did, I didn't see yeah. those footage. That's why I'm asking. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. so Affleck well, then, was yeah. with them, and he walked into his uh, his trailer, and they I was released like, that. You saw? I don't that know footage? who. I don't know who. Re- no, I'm saying in the footage that you saw, that's Ben Affleck next to him. You can see that that's Ben Affleck, and then he walks in to his trailer. Oh, I only saw yeah. Ben Affleck sitting down in the trailer. You saying there's footage of him walking into the trailer? Yeah, he was with oh, them. Okay. And I was like, so my thing is like, I wonder if that was staged no, 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 to, no. So, to leak it. Or... Let me ask you again, just so we're clear, because <laughs> I'm not clear. You're saying this footage shows, is it this Momoa shooting? Yes. This? Mm-hmm. So I'm asking you, are those fans that are on that tour in that tour bus, is there footage of them filming that has been released that shows Ben Affleck walking? I haven't seen any footage from their perspective, no. Okay. But but so, in the footage that Momoa showed, you can see right. that they have their cameras out. Which they would as they're on the tour. So I'm yeah. saying that whole thing has been authorized because he's filming that. Right. So, yeah. yeah, they put that out there on purpose. Because yeah. he, can't, he can't release shit like that behind the scenes. No, no artist could. They get blackball out of the game, especially on a big deal like that. So, yeah, that was him filming it. So it's no surprise. He, he, he didn't accidentally upload that right so yeah of course that was that was isn't there a picture of them together i seen that picture of them together they yeah, ain't that no was, paparazzi pictures right so yeah. he put that over permission yeah of course you know that interesting but yeah i'm still just like with, with dc uh, too many properties to not be releasing two to three quality films each year that's a hard thing to do, though. And I would argue Marvel's not doing that either. They're releasing a lot of property. But they ain't all good. <laughs> right? <laughs> they do put out mad movies a year. There's no mm-hmm. argument on that. But yeah, I would rather uh, they all be on some in-game Civil War. Yeah, I Infinity know. War versus you know, <laughs> Thor, Eternals, Captain Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, I say last year, you know, Black Widow, Shang Chi. Well, no, Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man. They were two for two. I go Shang Chi and Spider Man were good. Eternals was okay. Black Widow was terrible, in my opinion. I'm not a fan of the Ant Man per se. They're okay. They suck. If the Thor movies are okay, fuck. <laughs> they, they put out a lot of movies. I, I'm not mad at DC not just putting out a lot of shit. Yeah. I just got to come with dopeness. Right. Well, next year we'll see if Marvel still has it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be successful in some regards, but either way, I suppose. At this point, I mean, it's, they got TV series. They don't matter. You're not buying no tickets to watch them TV shows. Yeah, we don't know the real numbers. <laughs> so they obviously gave you on something totally different anyway. Yeah. My thing is, we'll know it's successful if they just go ahead and cut uh, Robert Downey a check they ain't about to do that <laughs> you got to pay that motherfucker <laughs> they gonna have to kick him out bank and you, and you got a good point especially if they come to me he's gonna be like mm, I know why you're here yep. he'll be on his he'll be, be on waiting the, <laughs> he'll be on the Thanos he's like you tried and where did it lead you back to me <laughs> yeah he's gonna be like it kind of didn't work out the way you thought, huh? <laughs> Love and thunder. I, I see the numbers. As he said, you couldn't live with your failure. <laughs> so just put the check on the table. It better be the number. Better be right. <laughs> 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 I'll send you back. Yeah. <laughs>
Now, Mark, here's my question. Is that there's talk of a World War Hawk TV series. What? I, I'm trying to understand how are they going to do that one? Because didn't you essentially do that with Ragnarok? Yeah, they did. And they also did it in, a, I think it was like a, a Hulk versus Thor animated movie they did. Well, that's, that ship is sailed. That Hulk is sailed, isn't it? Like, who wants you know, to see World War Hulk deal, with this smart Hulk? <laughs> you know, they're going to deal with Hulk in, in a She-Hulk. And I, from what I saw on that, people are saying that she's stronger than he is. No. Well, I think they're saying because no. he he got one arm now or one fully functioning arm. Just the Eventually, character alone. Is that character do you see that character that he is now in a World War Hulk scenario? Absolutely no. not. Mm. He's a bit of a punk. <laughs> you know, he really is. You want to I fight over we, some tea or something. Let's have a conversation and talk I, about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still Bring trying to tacos, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to understand how they not worked it out with Universal so they could just do the films, the solo films. Is that what the holdup is? Yep. Apparently, Fuck. Universal still has some rights to it, even though they haven't put out a film. Let's I think they have this dis- out, man. I think it's distribution rights. Let's get this figured out and get some, uh, you know, Hulk smashed back and start breaking things again. But that isn't Be- why his character changed, is it? In the sense, I think the the what I've seen in a couple of TikToks is their their theory is is that Marvel since Marvel can't make a bag off of him, you know, with his own solo film, there's not enough. There isn't enough of uh, sort of thinking of incentive. Kind of like when uh, they didn't own the X Men, so in the comics they were downplaying the X Men for a little bit. So they make him a a sucker in the movies. You down? The <laughs> Russos actually came out and said they nerfed him. It's a weird play. Like that's let's hey, make our own character. Don't take my them. word for it. Take the the Russo said we nerfed them because we, we didn't know what to do with them in the movies at all. Don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Which that one was that that's boggles my mind too. It's like they just said, well, we got the hall, but we don't really want to do shit with them, so let's just do this. It's like I'm like Kevin Feige didn't come in. So I guess, and, and this is what we're hanging our hopes on for the Black Panthers. And all uh, look at you taking full circle. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Show me their work. Oh, your Tariq. He's like, <laughs> back to Black Panther. <laughs> Foundational Black Americans. And this is who your hero that. is. <laughs> anything about that. I'm just saying, they, this how they, they can flip these characters like that. Yeah. I'm just telling them what they're going to do. But anyway, yeah. The first Hulk movie was good. I it's thought it was entertaining. The the Hulk with Eric Bana or with Ed Norton? No, the MCU one. It was. was I didn't was like dope. Eric Norton. I actually, I actually <laughs> liked the guy. What was his name? Edward. Ed Norton? Ed Norton. I thought he was good, personally. <sighs> He's a very Buffalo. hard. He is a very. I don't think he would. Well, I'm not going to say he wouldn't work in the MCU, but he would come with a different energy. He yeah. would definitely not be the Hulk we got now. He, was, he don't play goofy really like that. Like he just seems like a more intense kind of guy. I didn't like him. You know, but hey, each their own. Yeah, what yeah. Man, I'm sorry I got something going down out here. What did you do now? The top gang thugs. <laughs> Who said gay thugs? Gang thugs. Oh, Remember oh right, right, right. Top gang, top gang thugs. thugs. Get that body count down. <laughs> 
all right. So, uh, you know, so there was uh, Shazam, uh, Black Adam, I think were the, the two Rock. movies. They didn't even show Aquaman, which is interesting. Nope, they did um, not. Of course, they're not going to show Flash. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, didn't, they didn't confirm if the, if the reports are true about Joker 2 being a musical. Oh, I, I, I'm like, I, I, that probably I don't think it's going to be a musical. That was a billion dollar film. You didn't have uh, information on the sequel? It was a billion dollar piece of shit because it wasn't the Joker. Well, to a billion dollars worth of paid people, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it might not be your Joker, but it was a Joker. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've never watched that film again either. It's, I think I saw it twice in the theater, but I haven't seen it since then. Yeah. I just. It was a nice film. It worked good performance, at its time. But at its time, it, 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 like I could watch the Batman over and over again. You know what? I can't. I, I've tried to watch that. Pass. Pass. Yeah, I watched it once, it. and that was plenty. Wait a minute. What? Wow. Okay. I think wow, it's what? good. I think it's good, but it's not something I would rewatch. It just doesn't have rewatchability to me. It just seems too dark. I don't know. Thank you. It is it's just some... too dark, man. And he's Batman the majority of the time, which I love, but there is something that I, I, it, I, I'm not watching like I'm watching Man of Steel or, you know, B, BVS or something like that. I've been Are trying you to watch. Are 4K? It. Well, I have the 4K off of HBO Max. Off I'm, the I'm not going to okay. buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Hold up! Since since you did this, since you opened the window, pause. Um, I wanted to ask this question of the film MCU's we're talking about, and I'm going to go with all. I'm not going to go with George Clooney, Val Kilmer, but I'm going go Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson. Who wins those four? Therefore, I say the four again: Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Robert Pattinson, and Ben Affleck. Who's winning? Version of their Batman. You're talking about the the character mm-hmm. Batman who would win. Yeah, oh, Affleck. Yeah. That's Affleck all day, man. Really? Okay. Really? It was brutal, man. Dark Knight right. Batman. Shit, <laughs> he's not the one. <laughs> you mean BVS? I mean Dark Knight Batman. Legends of the Dark Knight. That's where they got him from. Oh, that okay. story. Okay. No, that's the Batman who will handle this. Now, if you threw in. Flashpoint Batman? That's another ball game. <laughs> because Thomas Wayne ain't the one. Nope. That's what DC guns. should do. A proper Flashpoint film. Well, we think we're we, we supposed to be getting it, but Ezra yeah, Miller's... Yeah, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck it up. No, Ezra Miller's Ezra the one fuck Miller it up. Fuck that yeah, up. true. true. <laughs> like, we you don't know what that movie's looking... They filmed the movie. We don't know what it looked like. But I believe they have a Batman in there that's closer to the Flashpoint Batman. So... Uh, I'm just like, I don't understand how did they move forward with him after they had him on video going, choking, or getting physical with that sister. You know, they, they give it time like they've been doing. Uh, they may, when they come out with the movie, just outright... Uh, just say like you know what he ain't a part of this in terms of the promotion and we've sort of we're not moving forward with him no more but we did make this movie it's good but we are but yeah we know he's problematic and and we've sort of low-key canceled him but you know the movie is already shot like he he, you know i mean he absolutely can't do promotion because every question is going to be about 
Why the fuck you tripping so much? The only way he could do promotion, I'm just thinking a possible way they could play it, is if right before the movie comes out, they come with the story that he's going into rehab or some kind of, you know, this is in the game's point of view. He'd be like, yeah, he's a, he knows he's the problem. He, he has a video where he's confessing and crying and he's getting treatment. And then the movie comes out so they can say it was a mental thing. You know, you can't say nothing bad about mental health, so they can play that angle. And then he's getting help, so he's not reaping the benefits. He's going to turn over all the money made to some women's thing. You know, that's, there's, there's many ways they could probably they think, 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 think tanking this to try and figure it out. Uh, he can't be the... Just like, in my opinion, I said, well, Letitia Wright cannot be uh, the, the, the lead for the Black Panther franchise. He can't be the lead for that film. Can't. See, she kind of could now, and I can see why they might not want to just talk. Because if the stories are, well, you said you didn't want to get vaxxed, and then if she tries to come, well, actually, the studies that show getting vaxxed didn't stop in no way. And look at all the people who lost their job. And then, and then of course, they already didn't trap themselves into the black woman empowerment. So they can't go against that. So they may have to be like, yeah, well, maybe. Maybe she's gonna be. The, <laughs> we don't. We didn't wrap ourselves in a corner with this, and uh, you can't be against the sisters. No, you can't because so. you lost. <laughs> you, you're losing the brothers. <laughs> you, lose the sisters. you definitely don't want that tag on you. So, <laughs> yeah, as we all know, support. They can lose all the brothers they want, but if the sisters want to go to the films, there's gonna be a brother to take them there. But uh, yeah, man. So we'll see. You know, I'm see some good movies coming. Hopefully, they're good. You know, uh, any comic book announcements that caught your eye? I mean, that's what this whole thing was supposed to be. Oh, about. I know what you want to. I know what you want to talk about. I know What's what that? you want to talk about. I don't know. Oh what? boy, they got the three million. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. But okay, well, that wasn't in Comic Con though. But that, you said comic book related, so I thought you was gonna go. Oh, no, going I Comic Con. Like, was there any comic book, Comic Con related? Has there ever Stones? been lately? You don't know. Well, didn't uh, Marvel announce um, some new Avengers? Well, it's a new crossover period. Oh, the one they're doing with uh, X-Men and Eternals? Yeah. That's already started. Oh, has it? Okay. Well, I know they, I saw that they were talking about it at Comic-Con. Comic news doesn't break at Comic-Con anymore. That's sad to say, but it's, that's reality. Okay. Who got three million? Oh, uh, the what's his name? Eric Rippa, I think. Uh, black guy. He did a crowdfunding. Uh, they, they, the tag is an anti woke kind of book. He, he's known to be associated with uh, what I will call new ends. Uh, <laughs> suspected right leaning. Uh, YouTubers. Has he written anything before? Um, I'm not sure, personally. I know he was a musician from what he's talked about. He has his very big platform on YouTube. He talks about comics, specifically goes in on comics and movies. He's a big comic head guy. But he essentially started his own comic book company, and he, he didn't crowdfund the book. He already paid for it to be made, but he did a, he sold it online he made over three million dollars in just like a couple weeks uh, and i do have to tip my hat to that now i don't know if i believe about his political views or 
some of the people he'd be standing next to, that's something different. But it is interesting to see. Some would argue that they're pushing him like that because they want to be able to say, hey, we're not racist. See, we got this guy and he's successful. I can see that argument. I want to hope it's because they want to support what he's doing, but I don't know that cat. But again, I will tip my hat. We see a black dude doing something like that on a big level, independent. That, you know, that might open or motivate somebody else to say, you know, I'm going to do my own comic, man. Take it to the people. You know? So, what do you think, Ample? You brought it up. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I love all the people being outraged at him raising $3 million for his comic property. I put it like this. If they want to spend their money and give that to him for this comic, then it's, it is what it is. It's capitalism. It's a free market. They want to do that. Let them do it. And I love the fact that the comic industry that are finding that are nickel and diamond and finding new ways to rehash and come up with retell the same stories to get, you know, we we sold it for a dollar twenty-five in nineteen ninety. Now we're gonna give you the same story, but this time we're gonna charge you four seventy-five. I love seeing these disruptors to we're gonna get it directly to the consumer and make our bag and step around these companies that, in my opinion, aren't really innovating with their stories. Now we understand why, because a lot of the writers and the artists want to create their own stuff. But at this point in 2022, with the contraction of the comic book industry, these comic book companies need to figure out a way to get better stories and, and innovate as opposed to still going with the status quo and not trying to do something better and new. You're losing fans. Do you have any opinion on you know the people that he stands with? Oh, of course. I mean, I didn't. I didn't donate. <laughs> Man, you, know, you get so loud. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. <laughs> but salute that's the to black that. man, boy. I didn't. <laughs> but salute to the brother that's milking the system. That's what I say. Hilarious. I, I'm like, I, he principal. He, I ain't co-signing what he say and who he uh, kicks it with. But, bro, man, if you you able to manipulate the market and get what you want from it. Here's a, here's a doozy for you. Wouldn't he be kind of like all of a sudden if Clarence Thomas said I was coming out with a comic, would he still get the same pass? Or would they be like, well, because he's kind of like the same way people be on that Clarence Thomas tag. He is would be seen as almost like associated with that same kind of side. But I'm just curious, like. And maybe that's just the uncold on what you're saying. It's like, hey, I see the win in it, regardless of who he kicks it with. But would you have that same energy for Clarence? Oh, hell no. I'm for Clarence See, Thomas. that's different. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you black people, I don't know which way you're going. But Clarence Thomas is effectively doing, is making judicial decisions that affect not only just the black community, but America as a whole. This dude is just running his mouth. Uh, good good yeah. save. Good save. Well, no, he's a so, Did you see the latest one? His buddy, they went to some amusement park and they talking goofy, crazy on some racist uh, George Floyd stuff. Somebody got the help. <laughs> it, it, that's a, it's a bad look. And I'm like, that's your man? Mm. Yeah. But again, yeah. 
I'm just asking the question. I didn't do it. I didn't give him no money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be a clip. That's going to be a clip. <laughs> All right. Uh, shit, do we got anything else? Um, oh, real quick, real, real quick. I'm gonna and I haven't read this book. And I, I guess I have to keep the same energy. I have for Black Panther and stuff. But I do see that the new Obi-Wan, there's a new Obi-Wan Star Wars book. Uh, it's targeted to YA audience, a young adult audience. Um, but what's been making the noise about this book is it insinuates in the story uh, possibly that Obi-Wan is bisexual. Oh, God. Um, and I was like, wow. I never picked up on that from any of the movies or other books or even the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. But hey, you learn something new about the characters every day. This is, this is a story that is a, a younger Obi-Wan, like when he was first training with Qui-Gon. So maybe he, that was his get down the whole time. And we just didn't, you know, we couldn't tell. But, you know, things are changing, man. Characters says, I'm not, listen, they had not already had Lando is pansexual, I think they said. What does that even mean? I think that's so like he'll he'll do any he'll get in a relationship with anything, alien or not or human, whatever, don't matter. You put it where it feels good. <laughs> 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 you know, you see that Wookiee over there, she thick. Shit. Lando getting it in. But uh so they can make Lando like that. I guess Obi-Wan is by hey. Straight and gay, have it your way. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you say? Hello there. You know, I'm going to take on a whole different. Like, you want to be my Padawan? Relax, Obi-Wan. Relax. And then if I was not I would have it where it just make it be like uh, a story between Palpatine and Vader. Like, that, that would be cold one of Palpatine. That was Palpatine's get down. Man, it's shit to be on some other shit. <laughs> Let me stop. I get back. Man, you can't talk about that, Mike. Stop it. Or they, well, they're supposed to be, they ain't supposed to have sex with nothing, right? Like, they're supposed to be celibate. You were asking the wrong person, man. That is your world. Well, I yeah, the Jedi is supposed to be celibate. They don't get in a relationship. They have no personal connections. So they just hold it in. They all backed up. That's when I guess when they turn to the Sith, <laughs> it comes so blue ball, you won't go mad or some shit. The dark side. So then, shouldn't uh, the lightsabers of a Jedi be blue? Wow. Well, that explains the lightsabers. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hardening them up. We're gonna battle with these goddamn. Somebody getting the dick, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> You going to hell. <laughs> That's why I mainly dudes fighting with them motherfuckers. They don't be fighting the females, really. Like, She's like, do or do not. There is no <laughs> truck. A whole new meaning to that. <laughs> I see what Lucas, I know Lucas is like, ain't this about a bitch? <laughs> I didn't write that Scott. What did, what did Lucas say? White slavers. I, I didn't say it. That's what Lucas said. Lucas said he sold it to white slavers. <laughs> Boy, they clean. They made him clean that up. We talking about this before. Like, Hold on, pump your brakes, Lucas. Now you got three billion now, but we'll get a case on you, boy. Don't you're too crazy. Uh, anyway, um, you had 
Big Sexy, I think you had a topic. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a robbery of a high-profile priest in New York the other day, and apparently this was done during a sermon. Let me pull this up here. And the man, Bishop Whitehead, was wearing $1 million of jewelry during the sermon. Damn. So apparently somebody came to the church and just, we're taking it. And they took it. But, you know, I see through uh, Questlove, there is more to this. Now, apparently after the um, robbery, one of his congregants came up and claimed that he swindled her out of her entire life savings of $90,000. He, you know, fought back on Twitter with her son, said, God will protect me and you're a liar and blah, blah, blah. It gets better. He was also, let me pull, pick this up here. He apparently served five years in prison for multiple counts of identity fraud and grand larceny. Mm-hmm. Also, he has enjoyed a close relationship with New York Mayor Eric Adams, particularly during Adams' eight years as Brooklyn Borough President. He has appeared at seven or several events along Whitehead, and in 2016, introduced him at a concert as my good friend and good brother. Wow. It gets better. There was a shooting in New York on the Q train, and Whitehead tried to get Adams help to negotiate to turn the subject subject in because Whitehead wanted to escort him in to get the camera opportunity, but the police got the guy first. Mm-hmm. So it looks like... Oh, wait, oh, 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 there's one more. There, the, apparently, the bishop owns a house in Paramus, New Jersey, and there's a door on the door hung a default notice for a half a block apartment he bought last half a block of apartments he bought last year, saying he hadn't made mortgage payments since June first. So he's being foreclosed on as well. This cat is all over the place, shady. And you know, as we pay attention, more will come out as we go on. He's got a video of him uh, with Six Nine, the rapper, and he's oh like, God. he didn't change his life, y'all. He's been giving oh himself Lord to the Lord. He just made me his pastor, and he's going. I mean, it's, yeah, he it's hilarious. <laughs> and he's like, he he took the money and helped these kids. And, and, and I was like, okay. And then he's got oh, one man. with him and Fat Joe. Fat Joe is the, the best thing that happened to the community. And then you know, and and he's got. A, I think he's got a video where he's. The 50 Cent posted a video of him, the pastor. The pastor's like in a Bentley, rolling down the street, balling. Listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, he's running game. They, but a lot of them have been. This should not be nothing new. You just look at his character, look at how you be talking. There, he has an argument, a recent argument with people online, video. He, you think he was uh, in the streets way he talked, but if that's somebody's pastor and you 
putting under guidance under that, more power to you. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if that was a either that was a staged robbery allegedly, or that was somebody he owed some money to, and they was like, "Listen, we gonna ding, get ding, my ding, money ding. back. You, you keep playing." <laughs> and they went in and did their thing. So a million dollars of jewelry. Th- th- there's a reason, you know. Damn. It's sad because I feel for the people in the church because you don't know what's going on and. There's been church killings, black people and stuff. So that's got to be traumatizing. I imagine there's kids in there. Uh, so that's terrible. But again, man, the man of God is balling out of control in the church and, and is dripping with, ju- you know, truck jewelry, <laughs> used to call it. <sighs> he might be doing a little too much. Might be doing a little too much. And all the slick talking. Come on, man. Get that lady back her money, man. It was like 90000 or something like that. And that and was all. Million he, dollar jewelry? Yeah. I don't know if you saw the details. He, he took her money. That was her life savings. And then he was basically said that he would pay her $100 a month to pay her bills. Who's going to be paying bill $100? And she just gave you every penny she. And he's saying it was a donation since there wasn't no contract. You know, ain't no goddamn well. No older person, and that's their life savings going to give that to you and going to just take $100 a month and then charge it to the Lord. Stop. Get that lady back. Dog. Come on. I know you're running game, but get it. Man, get that lady back. That's an old lady. Man, stop. That's, I understand they're running. Get, get an old lady back. Her money, man. Come on now. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Uh, so you don't do that to JW, do they? <laughs> I ain't never heard nothing like that. So I'm gonna keep on going. <laughs> man of God. <laughs> you know I'm a man of God. Yeah. So am I. I'm a child of God. Eh? <laughs> anyway. Move right along. Anything here. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> I had written down Deuce, but was that supposed to be something else? Deuce is a mirror? Oh, and I don't, yeah. Or I guess y'all want to say something about it. Yeah, I think that's what that was. I think uh, Ampo and, was bringing it. Yeah, up on the horn I am. Yeah. Um, I ain't got any, anything new to add to that <clears throat> other than uh, Meryl, what we found out was Meryl's manager. I guess that was managing both Jesus and Meryl. Apparently, he was on his Dane <clears throat> Dash. Thinking he could run up and up on the set and try to be abrasive and and Showtime was like, nah, we're not liking this. I think he needs to not be on the stage. And Jesus was like, yeah, I think they're right. And Meryl decided, you know, some would say salute to him. He's standing by the man My that helped code. put, you know, yeah, be on code. The man that helped bring him up and brought him to a success, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I need to know a little bit more information because I would think. I can understand them saying, no, that's my man's. I'm not going to kick him off. But at the same token, it's like, all right, we need to have a conversation and we need to address some of the the, the concerns that are being brought to light to be in line with the with the network. Mm. Yeah, that's a and so they just canceled the show or the show's over. Huh? The show is over immediately. That's unfortunate. I, I would imagine they both got other things they're going to be doing. 
Uh, yeah. Well, more importantly, their 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 comedy team is over. Right. You know that's not cool. Listening to his interview that he's, I've seen him do recently, I get the opinion that they're very different types of dudes. Actually, they sort yeah. of were, they were just working together because it was you know they got something that was going and they kept it moving, but they're actually really different. You could say the same, arguably, about Key and Peele, Nick. Are they still working together? Good question. I'm not sure. You know, cause I, I don't know since, you know, Peele's doing all the directing. I haven't seen, you know, Keegan in any of those films. I haven't seen the films either. Mm. Uh, break, breaking news. Uh, President Joe Biden has again tested positive for COVID. <laughs> Man. That's not, you know, that's uh, as old as he is, man. Getting COVID is not, ain't nothing nice, man. And having, he just got off of it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You know, <laughs> Trump only got it once. Wow. Just saying. And speaking of politics, briefly, where are the, the Democrat and Congress people on this uh, whole abortion thing? Hey, that's a you open a can of words. They in your DMs and your texts asking for fifteen dollars to help deliver a democratic wave in Congress and the Senate in November. I, I ain't getting my money. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but they have a majority now. So why can't they do well it's civics one oh one. Just because they have the majority doesn't mean they can get it passed if not everybody's on code to pass it, Mark. Mm. Civics one oh one. I'm going to be cute Negroes always want to talk about <laughs> Can't even do it I, I believe this call for musical interlude So if I may A tribute to the great James Brown Because I'm hearing talking loud uh, And saying nothing Pretty wow. much Pretty much <laughs> Apparently so apparently there are those within the Democratic Party who does not want to do away with the filibuster in order to pass legislation that a lot of the majority of America agrees with. That being codifying Roe v. Wade, that being codifying gay marriage and contraceptive and interracial marriage. Now, the question I have to ask is. Uh, why we? Why can we not be mad at the Dems for have for not being able to get their folks in line in order to pass the stuff that benefits supposedly all Americans? But we're not supposed to think that we're supposed to just give them our no- donations so they can win in November. So then they'll be able to do all these things, even though last I mean in December of twenty twenty. They told all those black leaders to shut the fuck up about defend, defund the police so they could win those Georgia seats so that in 2022, they'd be able to... Sorry. Whoa. They'd be able to... (laughs) (laughs) They'd be able to pass I'm sick of these Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) Even though they told those black leaders to shut the fuck up about defund the... Hashtag defund the police so that way they could win those two Georgia seats so they'd be able to pass this legislation that apparently they can't get passed because their own Dems won't get on cold in order to pass it. Mm. Make it make sense? I don't know. But apparently we need to give them $15 so they can... (laughs) They can win in November because then they'll be able to do that. That makes sense. Right? I mean, more money. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. He's like, he's like, we know, like, man, we understand this is a affront to uh, the women's right and liberty, but we need $15 so we can win these races in November. You got check. us, right? <laughs> we need that check. Man. Oh, I just, there's another headline I just saw. This is horrible. Um, appalling videos alleged to show Russian soldiers castrating a Ukrainian soldier. Damn. Damn. Playing out there. Is this what's going on? Video alleged to show Russian, this is on CNN, Russian soldiers castrating and killing a bound and gag Ukrainian soldier are circulating on social media, drawing an accusation of potential war crimes from the United Nations and prompting a Ukrainian investigation into possible torture. Three videos appear to show a soldier wearing what looked like a yellow and blue patches, colors of the Ukrainian flag on the ground with his hands tied behind his back, First being gagged, then mutilated, then shot. Damn. That's terrible, man. This a cold world out here, man. Mm-hmm. Man, it's hopefully it's not some fire. There's a fire trucks out here. It's hot. It's like in the nineties here, so there's already been a couple big fires. The block is hot today, man. Apparently. That's why I'm in the house. Sweating like a runaway sleigh. Lord. <laughs> sweating like uh, I'm sweating like I'm Nick Cannon without the money. <laughs> <laughs> She's pregnant too. No. Uh, all right. Yeah, you had to get that one a little sizzle a little bit. All right. I think, uh, man, I think we've exhausted. I think so. <laughs> Talking about guys getting castrated, that's when it's time to stop. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boy, we covered a lot in this one. Um, absolutely. Maybe here's what we'll do. Uh, Big Sexy, where can they find you online? <clears throat> the usual haunts. Uh, Twitter, WSC Mark. Facebook, Mark Wiggins. And Instagram, Mark Wiggins. All right. And Aunt Pooh, sir. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh. All right. Well, I'm going to take us out with a little bit of Khalees. So I'm going to say that I was hating. Uh, there we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, you're listening to Podcast Juice. Work it like a job. Peace. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Beyonce, you gonna stop with that part? <laughs> 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 <laughs>